All these guys, they all got tents. <laughs> what is this tent thing all of a sudden? Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, March 24th, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 289er. This is No Agenda. Leading a conga line of representatives to impeach President George W. Obama here from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I don't get to restart the show on a whim, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. <laughs> yeah, in the morning to you, Johnny boy. Hey, hey. Good morning, good morning, all ships at sea. Boots on the ground, wings in the skies, and bakers in the kitchens. Checks in the mails, dungs in the pits. And anybody napping for humanity, especially those human resources who are uh, all charged up and ready to go in the chat room at noagendastream.com, uh, charged up just the way their government loves them so that they can be worth their $9.1 million. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm light today. I'm light. You're light? I mean, I got clips and stuff, but it's like... Uh, How can you be light? It's all that was going on. I mean, there's like a ton of stuff I, going on. You I'm, must have been busy. You were... Oh, wait, let me guess. You were hobnobbing it with the Hollywood elites. Yeah. Oh, you found me out. <laughs> Dude, I'm sitting on a blue uh, air cushion to protect my ass. That's how long I've been at the computer. Uh, no way. No. No, but it's it's like this... It's, it's just a lot of Libya stuff. Uh, a lot. That's all there is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I hope this. Unfortunately, I play the perma clip. By the way, I have on there, which is the one that we're. I think we should start the show with, but also a clip that we should just keep at least. We keep it available for for use in the next month or two. Let me emphasize that we uh, anticipate this transition to take place in a matter of days and not a matter of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's been very interesting to see, you know, of course, um, on Sunday, um, we uh, we read uh, from the Constitution of the United States of America, which uh, seems to have caught on with, uh, who are those people called? Oh, yeah, our representatives. They're like, hey, you know, maybe I should consult that, uh, that thing there. What's that, uh, what's, that, what's that thin little book? Constitution. And a lot of people are uh, coming out and saying, hey, you know, this is, uh, this is unconstitutional. We're not under direct attack, so you can't use the Presidential War Powers uh, Act. And uh, and it's good to see that, but I'm sure it's going to get snooed under. And it's mostly Kucinich that's pushing it. He's no, Oh, no, 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 that's not true. I, there was a was Senator... Mm, is this, he, he, he doesn't do it right, so I didn't even pull a clip from him. Ralph Nader uh, was pretty blatant about it. He was, uh, he was good. And actually... Um, you know, I, uh, it's amazing. You know who's uh, who's standing in line? Vice oh, President my. Joe O'Biden. Did you know that? What? Yeah, O'Biden. O'Biden wants to impeach the president. What? Yes, have a listen. Where did that you get been an impeachable this? Offense. Do you want to review Absolutely. that comment you made? Well, how do you stand on that now? Yes, do you think I do. I want to stand by that comment I made. The reason I made the comment was as a warning. The reason I made, I don't say those things lightly, Chris. You've known me for a long time. I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee for 17 years or its ranking member. I teach separation of powers and constitutional law. This is something I know. So I got together and brought a group of constitutional scholars together to write a piece that I'm going to deliver to the whole United States Senate pointing out the president has no constitutional authority. 
to take this nation to war against a country of 70 million people unless we're attacked or unless there is proof that we are about to be attacked. And if he does, if he does, I would move to impeach him. The House obviously has to do that, but I would lead an effort to impeach him. The reason well, this, for my wait, doing wait, that wait. Is, yeah, duh, it's from 2007, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Did I actually have you going for a minute there? <laughs> I was listening to it, but I, I realized because there was just, I think there was one past, there was a reference Seven, in there. 72 million people, that's too much. It was, it was about Iran. Uh, but this, of course, was when uh, uh, O'Biden o- was, uh, was not VP, and he had a big-ass mouth. And uh, he's saying, you know, it, it just substitute George W. Bush for George W. Obama, and you're good to go. It's perfect. Uh, and it's, it's actually, it's, I saw this amazing, you know, this, uh, this, tw- you know, the, the, this Twitter's thing the kids are all about, John. You've heard about this, this Twitter, yeah, this Twitter's thing. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's uh, what's cool about it is. Um, you know, if you can save some of these things, you know, and 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 people, uh, you know, there are some people who, from time to time, will, uh, you know, will will save tweets by uh, by certain people. Uh, let's see, uh, we have some tweets from uh, uh, George McCain. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> I'm really bad today. What's McCain's? What's McCain? George name? McCain is fine. <laughs> George McCain. Uh, so this is a uh, tweet from uh, George McCain from. Uh, let me see. Hold on a second. Well, it had to be in the past couple of years since uh, uh, the Twitters have only been out uh, for for that long. Oh, why is about the, five years? About more about five years. Yeah. Why is the page taking so? Long? You know, it's like it's got to load some pop up ad or something. I hate it. Yeah. Too much. <sighs> gear rigged up on your system no i don't no in fact i'm uh, completely uh, light on the system here oh it's waiting for the facebook api here we go this is from uh let me see what's the date on this uh, particular tweet uh august 2009 uh senator john mccain george george john mccain late evening with colonel Qaddafi at his ranch in libya interesting meeting with an interesting man (laughs) (laughs) hey great tweet there dude uh, what an what an, <laughs> what an idiot hole! <laughs> and then uh, we've got a cable, a cable uh, from Senator Joe Lieberman. Have the I guess nobody has given these people the memo about the internet interwebs. Well, this so uh, Senator uh, Pete Lieberman. Uh, I mean, I have people that are dig- <laughs> dredging up stuff I did in 1984 about the Macintosh mouse. Yeah, I mean, I got I a clue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you whatever you say, just expect it to be thrown back in your face someday. Well, so here's the one from Pete Lieberman. Now, remember, it was uh, George McCain and Pete Lieberman who were ca- calling this, you know, never again. We played that uh, two weeks ago. Never again. It's a holocaust. Uh, well, so here we go uh, from a, a WikiLeaks cable uh, after meeting with Gaddafi, with McCain, by the way, and other senators, praises Libya's uh, leader as... Or Libya as quote an important ally in the war on terrorism. You see, like dudes, <laughs> give me a break here for a second. <laughs> you, these links are in the show notes. Noagendashow.com, shutupslaves.com. It's just hilarious, and it's it's just it's it's, not, it's outrageous. Ralph Nader also. Uh, Ralph Nader. Uh, I don't think people take him serious enough, unfortunately. Uh, but he uh, he came out and said, "You want to hear Ralph or?" Are you over it? 
I, well, I got a bunch of clips I'm going to have to bore you with, so you might as well, you might as well <laughs> begin the bore fest. Peace, which start with World War II veterans all the way to the present Iraq and Afghanistan uh, veterans, are making a powerful statement for the rule of law, for advocating peace, for getting out of Afghanistan and Iraq. If you took a poll of the soldiers okay. in Afghanistan, as a poll was taken in, in Iraq in, in uh, January 2005, the majority would say, let's get out of here. It's a quagmire. All we're doing are creating new enemies, slaughtering innocents, uh, spending huge amounts of money that can be spent back home to create jobs and, and violating uh, our constitutional processes. You know, let's be very forthright, uh, Juan. George W. Bush and Cheney committed war crimes. They, they had surveillance uh, of Americans uh, illegally. They unconstitutionally pursued wars in, in Asia. They slaughtered innocents. Uh, and they were considered war criminals by many people, including uh, Republican uh, former Judge Andrew Napolitano, uh, author of four books on the Constitution, and Republican Bruce Fine. Now, uh, Barack Obama is committing the same crimes. Yeehaw. In fact, worse ones in Afghanistan. Yay! And uh, innocents are being slaughtered. We're creating more enemies. So, I, you know, I received at least... I'm going to say 20, it may have been more, but conservatively, 20 emails from people who, after listening to the last No Agenda show, 288, said, you know, I voted for George W. Obama, and I'm so happy that I listened to the No Agenda show because it really opens up my eyes, and I, and, you know, and, and the, the unfortunate thing about all of these emails is exactly what you said is like, what was I supposed to do? Was I supposed to vote for the other guy? Like, yeah. We don't have just two parties in this country. You could vote for people like Ron Paul. And, uh, and it's very important that people understand that. Because every single one is like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I, I couldn't vote for McCain. <laughs> That's what you said. You said the exact same thing. <laughs> now, Not with that voice. Well, however, there is very good news, John. There's good news for the 2012 elections. It looks like Michelle Bachman is going to run. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I... That's one mother I'd like to. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's another hottie. Another hottie in the race. <laughs> These guys have no shame when it comes to putting on the big show. They don't care. It's like, hey, you know what? The, that, the last show we did, you know, the 2008 show, we should do, uh, you know, that pa Palin's overplayed. She's like Snooky now. Like Snooky from Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah, Shore. no, she's, she's done. She's done. So we got to get a new hottie in there. And I think Mich Michelle Bachman is great. She's awesome. And she's crackpotty and everything. She's better than Sarah Palin. Jeez. Does she have a book out? She will not soon. Yeah, she's yeah, got she, to crank one she, out. She, she, you, got, you can't become president without a book. Now, let's be honest about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just hilarious. It's pouring, pouring rain in this area. I got water dribbling through this window here. Oh, my God. It's getting on the desk. You have no really? idea what the storm wait, is. Wait a minute. You, you, your house is leaking? No, the, the window is apparently leaking, and I got a bunch of water. Mm -hmm. This is gonna, Somehow got on the... Got on, uh, it's going to cost us extra money, you know. I, I it's going to blow. Uh, yeah, that too. I, che I check my bill. I swear to God, I pay extra sewage drainage uh, charges it's for more rain. rain. Yeah. It's like this, the whole rain thing is a scam. It's just a scam to take more money from us. 
So we uh, let let's go over some that we can either talk some more about this now, or we can do the executive producer thing, get it out of the way, which yeah, I'd like to. Well, it's not because, a it's not a question of getting it out of the way. It's an honor. It's an honorable position that we need I, to. I, I, yes, I'm sorry I used the terminology I did, but I'm just saying I it might be better to do that now because it so people will at least get their their uh, uh, kudos at. And if they if they don't want to hear about Libya and the kind of takes that we have on it, and by the way, I've got a couple of real weird ones, uh, taking the crackpot position on a couple of things, but generally speaking, you don't uh, it's, say it's mostly about most of what I got out of the thing is the the warmongering that takes place by these cable news guys on both the right and the left. Right. O'Reilly is an unbelievable warmonger. Oh, he's like, this is good. Let's go for it. Liar. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got Rachel Maddow, who's oh. a warmonger, and that guy Ed Schwartz, the Ed Show, who's a warmonger. He's all for this. But you know what it is? This, is, this, this actually, it sexually excites them. This is what you have to understand. It is an actual sexual sensation. Forget, turn off the sound when they're talking about this and look at Maddow just get sexually excited. Bill O'Reilly too, for whatever you know he can. They get they get turned on by it. I you know it, this was the whole thing with you know Walter Cronkite, uh, you know Ed Murrow is like being a correspondent, being a war correspondent. That's the pinnacle of journalism for these jabronis who went to J, J school, which is jabroni school. Yeah. They love it. Deny it. Denounce it. I don't. I, I'll denounce it. I denounce it. <laughs> but you agree with it. <laughs> well, I'm, I never thought about it, but Rachel seems to be a bit giddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This It's hot. And, uh, and what is the deal with all these correspondents who are in um, Tripoli and, you know, we have to get on the bus, get off the bus. I mean, who's driving the bus? Who's in charge? Oh, we're not allowed to go there. Who? Who's not? Who is telling you what to do and what not I to got, do? I've got one good correspondent clip. That is just as you hear this, you go, "Oh, great, we're toast." Okay, but I'll, I'll, let's let's let me thank a few people first. All right, and I also got a couple of latecomers that came in. I want to get them into, and they're not on the spreadsheet, but I'll thank them. Okay, in the process. And in other words, we have we have two executive producers. Nice and standalones uh, or uh... standalones, two co-executive producers, well, and wow, and two associates. So we have a pretty good group today. Okay, let's and uh, let's let's thank who they start with. Uh, uh, Lloyd Kransky in Perth, Western Australia. Been listening to you blokes for ages. It's high time I kicked in with a three thirty three. Just sent in through PayPal. If you ever make it down to Perth, hit me up, showing you around. Okay, we'll big call out for Maynard uh, F Sharp Crabs. Uh, oh, is, who, that, is that uh, Maynard uh, in uh, in Australia? I guess our buddy Maynard could be. I must be. Yeah. Who, apart from doing a sterling job perpetuating the No Agenda meme yeah. down yeah. this way, was yeah. responsible for turning me into this might be Giants fanboy when he was a triple three in the nineties. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it's code, and it's all good, John. <laughs> Now, Ma- Maynard's Ma- efforts must be paying off because the latest episode of Hungry Beast is right up your alley. It's called Secrets, and you can download it from here. And he gave us a link. He's making Maynard's, Maynard is basically taking uh, some of our formula and he's slipping it into uh, mainstream media in Australia. He's getting away with it because everyone's just oblivious. Completely, I, I love the obliviousness the of the mainstream media that are all tuned in. They're completely, in. they're completely oblivious to what he's doing. He's, you know, he's, he's got to watch it because he's going to get too good and he's going to get canned. That's what he's got to look out he, for. When I listen to him, 
because you play his clips all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, this is like a little over the top, don't you think? <laughs> no, I think he jumped the shark when he, when he did. John C. Dvorak is a, is a sausage expert. <laughs> Remember that sausage one? Expert. The sausage expert. No, nah, no, nah, Maynard's awesome, and we love it. That's, I mean, you know what? We're going to Australia. We, just like Chelsea lately, we got to do an Australia trip. We can do it. Uh, and our others, uh, uh, standalone. standalone executive, Borislav Marinoff, hey. Sir Marinoff, yeah. as a matter of fact, from Aliso Viejo, California. Since I'm a no agenda night, please consider this as an initial deposit for my kids' knighthood. Ah. They just turned six today. I guess it's two of them. March 23rd, 2011. Can you send lots of karma to Yassi and Moni? Oh, why don't we hand out some karma? I love doing that. Yassi and Moni, here You've you go. Got karma. Yeah, they're on the birthday list. And they're on the birthday list. Please, I didn't mention the karma thing, but last time I donated on something. Kaiser put my son back on the surgery schedule. Now he is a very happy kid turning six. In other words, the karma worked. PPS, I was wondering whether to donate 111 for each of them, but the magic number didn't work out. So I decided to lump sum of 333. Hopefully they get their knighthood by the time they become teenagers. So yeah, so we hope so too. Yeah. And then we got Joshua <laughs> We hope we're Getson. alive. <laughs> from Plano, Texas, $300, a member of the $300, uh, uh, 300, number 300 show club, which we, we just said a mailing out. Anybody out there who goes through your email today, you should have a mailing right now from John C. Dvorak, Adam Curry, and No Agenda Show. And this, it's just a, this is an associate, associate uh, executive producer? No, he'll be an executive producer because that's the deal we made. Oh, right. This is And who is this again? Joshua? Joshua Gertzen. And Richard... <sighs> Harazanek. Yeah, it's got to be Harazanek. In Easton, Pennsylvania, John and Adam, he's another 300 Club member. Uh, thanks for the great show. I would like to be re-douched. I don't, have, I don't have a jingle for that. Yeah, just douchebag. Oh, okay. Douchebag. With the exception of not contributing to No Agenda or to no agenda after listening for two years, I enjoy being a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that's different. Uh, and then we have uh, one more, which is uh, which is not on the list, which is uh, John Schumann, another member of the 300 Club. And uh, with no particular, with no, well, he might have a note, but he's, it's, we'll have to read it later because it's not in his uh, PayPal thing. So uh, I don't think it's, I'm looking, looking, looking real quick. No. Okay. And, and then we have our associate executive producers, which are uh, Larry Lee, Sir Larry Lee, Granite Shoals, Texas, a mem sole member of the 259er Club. Now he's the sole member of the 289er Club. So I'm lonesome. Hopefully I'm not the sole member of the 289er Club. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. Uh, Matthew Livingstone, Sudbury, Ontario, $200. Uh, John Adam, love the show uh, and cannot think of a more positive way to invest $200. Please keep up the great work and we will do that as long as you guys are helping us like this. Yeah, Thank awesome, you. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's good. Remember now. Dvorak.org. Slash N A. So uh, look for the mailing. Uh, it just popped into my email box. Nice, John. Got some of that uh, art in there from uh, Tice Browers, and uh, it's a nice little multimedia email. Nice, uh, nice experience. Every once in a while, I get uh, carried away. And sometimes it works out. Yeah, uh, as long as it doesn't blow up, your the CSS doesn't blow up. So um, 300 Club is open. You'll get the email about that. If you have not received it, maybe look in your spam, although I think, it's, uh, I think we've alleviated most of those problems. And, of course, just like Hollywood, everyone who receives a credit today, uh, it's a real credit. You can put it on uh, any uh, official 
uh, CV, uh, resume. Uh, you can put it on your IMDb. Unlike the phonies in Hollywood, we will vouch for you if needed. No problem. So we thank our executive producer, standalone Lloyd Kransky, executive producer, standalone Sir Borislav Marinoff, executive producers and 300 Club members, Joshua Gertson, Richard Hraznik, and John Schumann, and uh, all there by himself uh, as an associate executive producer and 289 Club member, Sir Larry Lee, and of course, our associate executive producer, Matthew Livingstone. Thank you so much, everybody else out there. You know what to do. You need to go out and propagate our formula loud and proud. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. All right, say it loud and proud, all you slaves. Shut up, slaves! ShutUpSlaves.com. Oh, I forgot uh, PR mentions. We got some good ones. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks to Matt Shower, who uh, was executive producer of episode 256, also a No Agenda Minuteman. He went to the Twin Cities Auto Show and he planted uh, NoAgendaShow.com uh, business cards and stickers on all of the hot cars and he sent some pictures good. along with it. Yeah, great initiative. I really like that. Uh, and he has a uh, uh, a website where you can uh, check some of those pictures. A we co- need more stickers at toll booths. Yeah. So a couple of uh, forwards that go from uh, a uh, a brand new domain name to the NoAgendaShow.com domain name. Antidote to Ignorance.com, which is uh, pretty good, I thought. Uh, then we have uh, BatshitCrazy.com. <laughs> nice. LoveYouLongTime.com, <laughs> which has got to be one of the best ones. Also, WikiArguments.org, Throw-A-Shoe.com, DoAsYouAreTold.com, which I think uh, is one of the better ones this week. I really like that one. BiodiversityFTW.com, AskCurry.com, and DistractedSlaves.com. Now, remember, you can use any of these if you're talking to someone about the No Agenda Show. Just say... You know, why don't you just go to distractedslaves.com? People will remember stuff like that. <laughs> Distracted slave. And also, no, I, on. I have one more. Um, finally, it's out. It is now in the uh, in the App Store. The No Agenda Human Resource Game for iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. Uh, link in the show notes. Noagendashow.com. Uh, this is a hilarious game. Uh, I'll read uh, from the description. No Agenda Human Resource brings everything you love about the No Agenda podcast into a playable adventure. Help guide Adam Curry, the crackpot, and John C. Dvorak, the buzzkill, through this physics-based puzzle and unlock some hidden goodies along the way. Also, half of the profits will be donated back to the show, value for value. Also, I want to thank Shana, also known as Pepper's Mama. For uh, she's the one who does the final uh, look for the typos in the mailings that I do every time I do a mailing. Oh, mainly because cool. the first one I sent you know a year ago was she sent me this n- nasty note about the typos and said that she'd take a look at them. So uh, she she actually fi- always finds two or three. I found one. You got my you got you got my input right. Yeah. yeah. Did you put it? Did you take my input or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, that wasn't a typo. That was that was have a to phrase, read. <laughs> phrasing error. <laughs> no, you had uh, out show instead of our show. Doesn't matter. It's it's irrelevant. Good job. Will no, I was it? more interested in that. You, I said, don't. Uh, oh yeah, the, right, right, right. I said, remember. Yeah, I said, don't forget. Which is a if you're going to, we talk about this on the show. Instead of you know, you don't tell people a negative because then they'll they'll, they'll, they'll forget. do it they'll because the brain forget. can't remember negative information, so they'd forget. So I said, remember, 
And uh, yeah, it's actually an error I usually don't make. But yeah. well, yeah, it's your it's your cough medicine. Yeah. All right. All right so we talk back about to work. Yeah. Right. Back to the grunt. Back to the millstone. Let's talk about uh, these uh, these these jabroni journalists getting all uh, sexually excited about war. Well, let's start with a couple of the ones that I have here, which is. Um, Oh, let me get my... Ed Schwartz, Maddow, who well, else Well, I got, got a couple from Maddow. Maddow's, Maddow is interesting because here's what's interesting. If you listen, Let's listen to Maddow clip, and I want to I deconstruct something kind of amusing about it. I think there's two of them on here. Yeah. And let's see, what are they? They're Maddow. Yeah, I got Monger and Maddow, too. Uh, Matt, would you play longer than two? The difference with Mr. Obama as president is that he appears to be walking more of that walk as well as talking that talk. Mr. Obama not making an Oval Office address to the nation. Mr. Obama repeatedly stressing the limited nature of U.S. involvement, promising there will be no ground troops in Libya no matter what, leaving the overall question of an intervention until a U.N. Security Council resolution could be passed on the subject and then actually following the U.N. Security Council's decision, the White House over overtly acknowledging and making widely known that it sees France and Britain and Arab countries as in the lead here. The U.S. waiting until there was a clear international consensus before doing anything on our own. I can just see him now. Okay, Rachel is reinvited to the White House Christmas party. Yes, you can <laughs> so, come back. <laughs> so she's all for this war. I mean, yeah. this Way to go. Hey, 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 Rachel, let's kill some brown people. Yay! <laughs> she's all for the war, but I, I, and if you listen to the second clip, you find Finally get you finally figure out what it is. She maybe she's always been a warmonger, but she likes this style. Oh, this she, she <laughs> style over substance. She never did. She ever care about? No, she didn't like the way Bush did it. But it's okay the way Obama does it. Mm. I mean, it's just it's totally. A, she he, she gives Obama style well, points. Well, you know, so he, war is great if you do it this way. I agree. He kills people in style. It's much. It's you know, he's got style about it. Doesn't bother announcing it. He just does it. He's yeah, he's he, holding in South yeah. America. Yeah, listens to he's the UN. Yeah, he kowtows to the UN, who I guess are our new the UN Uber tells lords. Him what to do, and he does it. Yeah, awesome. Let's hear what uh, how Rachel feels about it. Pointedly declined the opportunity to do that in a way that U.S. presidents usually do. President Obama taking all sorts of criticism from the right over the past few days for not canceling his trade visit to Latin America as a result of this military action in Libya. And of course, the White House knew that criticism would come. But their decision to go ahead with the trip anyway, to forego the chest-thumping commander-in-chief theater that usually goes with the start of a military intervention of any kind, that in itself is a fascinating and rather blunt demonstration of just how much this presidency is not like that of George W. Bush. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Is that pathetic or what? Yeah, you know, he's really so awesome because, you know, he just kills people and then, like, you know, chills out. And he's much casualer about yeah, it. He's th- casual. his chest. He just does it. Hey, we know why he, he walks went, the walk. We know why he went to Rio. Uh, one of our producers had yeah, to alert we, us we to that. It. We totally blew that one. Of course, for the launch of the movie Rio, which came there's out. A movie coming out Rio because there's no other reason for him to go to Rio except to, <laughs> except to promote them. It came out while he was in Rio. The news is full of Rio. Boom, they've got the red carpet premiere for Rio. And Angry Birds Rio came out. Yeah. I mean, come on. Coincidence? I think not. Hold on. Coincidence? I think not. So, uh, <laughs> so meanwhile. Wait a minute. So, Rachel Maddow, shame on you. Shame oh, on you. 
Yeah. He, yeah he's, he's not like Bush where he gets a, a flight jacket on and, and a helmet because, you know, Obama can't fly. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, he just cool. No. He chills and go hang out, have, play some soccer he's with chilling, the kids. Man, while yeah. he's chilling while killing. And, chilling, and chilling while, while killing. <laughs> this is the title of the show. <laughs> chilling while killing. Hey, man, I'm just chilling while I'm killing. It's disgusting. Disg- and by the way, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's totally disgusting. So we have one more warmonger, Ed Schwartz, the Ed Show. This guy's yeah, all over everybody. He come, He not only does the same thing and gives him style points, but he actually comes out and says, this is a great idea. Here we go. He's not doing it the way they would want to do it. President Obama has decided on a more focused, realistic approach. He's trying to give the rebels, those who want democracy, a fighting chance at just that and trying to stop Gaddafi, this is the human thing to do, from slaughtering his own people. Slaughtering! Now, aside from all the reasons for this mission, you will never convince me that Gaddafi didn't have a hand in the Lockerbie bombing. You'll never convince me that Gaddafi hasn't supplied resources to terrorists. Given the fact Americans died on that 747 over Lockerbie, I'm all for this mission. Hey, Ed, why don't we open up that investigation, buddy? Why don't we take a look at the suitcases of cocaine and the CIA's involvement, huh? Why don't we do that, Ed? Reopen that. Hey, Mr. You know, the other Mr. G- Journalist. Ed Schwartz and O'Reilly are on the exact same page on this because O'Reilly keeps bringing up this 20... How old? When was Lockerbie? 1988? Yeah, what, 28, like 19, 23 years ago. Hey, if there was, if you wanted a problem with Gaddafi, why don't you do something in kind of the time frame instead of rushing, you know, at, at the last minute? Well, why don't you go in and bomb England when they let the so-called guy behind the whole Scotland, thing go? In Scotland, I believe. Yeah, well, oh, well that's better, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to bomb now. <laughs> it's easier to bomb Scotland. So it's, anyway, it's the unbelievable. point is, these guys are like horrible people. Like... No, they are. <laughs> they, they are they, horrible people. So, so of course, this is all wag the dug. This whole thing is scripted and set up. And I heard this amazing report because you know we've got to have uh, footage, right? So we, the only footage I've seen so far is of a plane uh, where I think the guy's lighter blew up while he was lighting up his joint, and the things falls out of the sky. And that's the only, and I've seen no bombing raids, nothing. Yeah, that the, stupid plane we talked about yeah. last week. So they, 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 abs- they have no footage. They have no footage of all of this slaughter, this, this holocaust, according to George McCain. So uh, they got to, like, uh, use file footage, but how do you get around it? It's all B-roll. Well, listen to this. So they're, sh- they're showing the Libyan army shooting, like, massive, like, you know, rockets at uh, something. And uh, it, it's just, it, you just see a, a row of tanks shooting stuff. So how do they get away with, uh, with, saying, that, with saying that it's, uh, that it's B-roll? And by the way, listen for the, uh, for the shill name in here as well. Yeah. Both sides are talking tough. A rebel spokesperson told me, or I should say a spokesperson for the uh, new transitional government told me, quote, we have the resolve. The motto is we win. In or we die, and he says they will not surrender to Gaddafi. Uh, clearly, the battles are continuing uh, in our west in Misrata. Uh, civilian population continuing to get pounded there. We're told that there are coalition airstrikes now to try and take out Gaddafi's tanks and military might uh, in that western town. And then south of us in Ajdabi, a strategic location about 90 miles uh, below Benghazi, uh, that's where Gaddafi's forces have created the uh, eastern front line, and that's where rebel soldiers continue to engage those forces and are being beaten back. Uh, we heard of several 
killed and wounded yesterday and again the day before that. Uh, locals tell us they can't go home. When they try to get back in, they have to leave very quickly because Gaddafi's forces are in control of Ajdabia. And you mentioned that cell phone video. We got that from a local resident uh, who told us that it came from the phone of a Gaddafi soldier who dropped it. <laughs> so they're showing this footage of, uh, of these tanks shooting at something. And the way they get away with lying about where the footage comes from is some dude picked it up because a Gaddafi fighter dropped his cell phone and he had uh, taken pictures uh, of that with it. <laughs> what a crock. That is it's unbelievable. Now, 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 listen. And, of course, his whole report is filled with, you know, we spoke to uh, sources, you know, people, some guys, some dude. They're not saying who. But then the name prop crops up, John. Here it comes. Uh, and they found it and showed us a video of that rocket attack. Pretty dramatic stuff. We should also mention that the uh, transitional government now has a new temporary leader. His name is Mahmoud Jibril. Oh, Mahmoud Jibril, John. Do you remember Mahmoud Jibril? What transitional government? This is the one that has a website. This is oh, the Oh, no. Yeah, Jibril is the guy that studied in Philly. He's now the leader of the transitional government with a website, according to George McCain. It's unbelievable, people. It's, I, I, mean, I can't watch anymore. I just go uh, like... Okay, well, I have no. a clip then that you ne definitely need to listen to. No. This clip was... This oh, I'm again, sorry. I, I, I dropped my cell after, phone. <laughs> after warmonger uh, Maddow... Uh, she, I don't know what she expected from this guy, but this is this is one of the best foreign correspondents. I've I, I've always liked his reports because they're extremely honest, and they never play him on the network, and they keep him off the air. Actually, oh, he's too Richard good. Richard Engel uh -huh. from NBC News. Richard, what kind of impact is the Western intervention having on Gaddafi's forces? The strategy, at least the declared strategy, is essentially to make things safe enough for the rebels that they can win on their own. Do you? see anything like that happening? Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, these rebels are, they're divided into two groups. They're the volunteers, and these rebels have really no uh, military experience, very little sophistication, very little education, um, a lot of bravado, but when the actual fighting happens, most of them run away. Uh, we were with rebels today who didn't know how to load their weapons. They were dropping rounds of ammunition on the ground. Um, a lot of them are fighting for weird conspiracy theories. I would say one in five of the rebels told me today that they're fighting because they think Gaddafi is Jewish. Uh, so they're not the same, um, they do not have the same ideals that a lot of Americans probably think they do have. The other group of the rebels is uh, people, units that have defected from Gaddafi's army. And if we're waiting for these, uh, these defected units to go and suddenly storm the front lines, I think we may have to be waiting a little bit longer. Uh, I went looking for one of the, the top commanders here in Tilbrook, actually the top commander in Tilbrook, and we went to the military base and we knocked on the door. Uh, he had decided to take the day off, and I was shocked at that. You would think if the U.S. military had just joined your revolution uh, after two-plus days that this wouldn't be the apt time to, um, to go home and spend some time with the family. Unbelievable. <laughs> Gaddafi's Jewish. <laughs> That's this is the I mean this report again this is after warmonger Maddow goes on with her rant All right. comes out and this is no one has this has been dropped 
You might, you're never going to hear that clip ever again, or it's, even gonna, it's never even going to be discussed. So I have, I have, I think, the clip of the week regarding this. Because this whole thing, of course, <clears throat> is scripted. Uh, most of these jabroni journalists, the JJs, they can't, they can't even point to Libya on a map. You know, they're just sitting there just reading off the teleprompter. And this guy on um, Global News, I'm not quite sure what it is, he comes back from a piece, and I think something's wrong with the teleprompter. And he tries to, you know, because, look, if you or I were there, John, you know, we would just ignore the teleprompter and just try and get out of it, but at least we'd be speaking English. Now, listen, listen to how this guy fails at getting out of the teleprompter problem. Get that view from killing civilian. So if it takes ground forces, it's going to be at ground forces. Meaning it may have only just begun. Mark McAllister, Global News. Now, Defense Minister McCain McLeod did confirm today that more than 54 18 fighter jets are spending about as much as 20 and ready to assist the 600, uh, 100 deployed over the announced needed. Now, it did <laughs> depend that how the NOLAN remerges RN while the university or the UN mission as whole received support from all patteries in the hues of the, the garbage uh, of today. Excuse me. Uh, I'll hand it back to you. Thank you, Mark McAllister from Japan tonight. <laughs> what? The university? <laughs> that, uh, George, George McCloud? He throws McCloud in like Sam McCloud. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta listen That's to, the pathetic week. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta listen to a little bit of that. That's so funny. Confirmed today that more than 54 <laughs> 18 50. fighter jets are uh, spending about as much as 20 and ready to assist the six. Like, wait a minute. I don't have the clip handy, but this is like that South Carolina junior miss who gave that stupid answer that's all over the internet. Right. <laughs> You gotta give me. You gotta send me that clip. I gotta mash it up with that woman. That's funny. It's so. It's so funny. It's just like it's just a, like throwing random words out. <laughs> University, uh, George uh, McLeod. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's your news, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your news. No wonder people like to support this show. We're actually doing something for you. Well, we're uh. not buying into the. We don't have a script. It's no agenda, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we don't have... That's right. There's no script. That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. It's good, though, because uh, I get to laugh. It's, I feel so good sometimes. We get to laugh at the news. Well, some, well, it's not just at the news. It's at the world. Well, that's... Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit, so it, I've got... It makes me feel good. A, just, just to beat this up some more. Yeah, please. Uh, I don't know. I got like we can play this short. I got a short clip of Anderson Cooper talking about how the Arab League is. He's so handsome. Is bailing out. Yeah, which is kind of funny. I mean, it's a kind of a humorous clip. I well, got, now, the, what is the Arab League? Let's just talk about that for a second. Just a bunch of the a bunch of the biggest moguls, the uh, these uh, despots, a bunch of despots in uh, the Middle East who uh, who call the shots. I'll tell for you each what. Other. Let, let, let me. Before we go to your Anderson clip, and by the way, he's a he's a handsome fellow. He's a good looking guy. He's a good looking man. Um, George Galloway uh, from Gitmo Nation East was on uh, the evening news. Now, not the BBC, unfortunately, they'll never let him on anymore. Uh, but on Sky News, which I think a lot of people watch, he's a politician, but he's kind of a weird one because he also before uh, the elections, like I don't know, five no. 
he was running for something like five years ago. He went on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. He was in the Big Brother house. And that kind of tends to mess up your credibility a little bit. I would think. <laughs> the public. But he laid it down, man, particularly about the Arab League. And listen to the reporter. She's like, what? 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 Uh, what? what? But uh, she's completely confused. She doesn't understand that. That anyone would say that you know we can't we have to go after Gaddafi because you know he's he's massacring people. It's a Holocaust. Duty to stop a humanitarian crisis from unfolding. Do you agree with him? Well, it's the double standards that get me. Uh, there's uh, more people being gunned down, innocent protesters in uh, Yemen, for example, and no one would dream of uh, invading or imposing a no-fly zone on Yemen because Yemen doesn't have oil. <laughs> it's so transparently an attempt to protect uh, British companies and other Western companies' massive investments in Libya, that it is discredited in the Arab world. I saw your package saying there are Arab representatives at this meeting. Who are these Arab representatives? They can't even name themselves or the countries that they come from. But Not we know that the Arab League came out publicly but the Arab and backed the UN resolution. Di- but the Arab League is a collection of dictatorships. So we shouldn't be dealing with Arab but, nations, is well, what you're no, saying? No, but don't pray them in aid of an, a, 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 an operation that's supposed to be uh, standing up for human rights and democracy. The Arab League, without exception, is a collection of puppet presidents, corrupt kings, every one of them a dictator, every one of them now currently shooting their own people who are demonstrating for Well, that's democracy. right, but, but what's the alternative? Do we stand by and watch Colonel well, we standing killing by, his people? But we are standing but by we're watching... to attack. We're standing by watching the Yemen president killing his people. We're standing by watching the Bahrain king killing his people. So what's the difference between them and Libya? Everyone watching this knows the difference. is a dirty little three-letter word. Ah, what could that three-letter word be, John? Oh, let me think. Three-letter word, uh, bats. Cold bats. oil. So let's not pretend <laughs> it's but about Libya anything. Libya only produces 2% of the world's oil. It's oh, not- that's my favorite. Libya only produces 2% of the world's oil. Uh, do you know how much that is, dingbat? What a ditz. Yeah. 2%. Do you know how much that is? Well, anyway, he goes on to talk about the 50, 50 billion pounds. Not to mention the fact that they have so many reserves, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, she's, uh, these these people that are doing these sorts of interviews, they they're they're they, they're as uneducated as apparently the uh, the rebels are in Libya. They're actors. They're hot looking babes who just read teleprompter, or in that guy's case, not. They're actors. They're all. You know, yesterday um, I had the Miz here at the studio. You know, the irony is, I want to get a bit part in a movie. <laughs> well, do you know the Miz? You know who the Miz is. No, who's the Miz? The Miz is the reigning WWE champion. <laughs> so, uh, no, these guys... That that, you're, you're glad you're channel surfing enough to know that little factoid. No, I don't. But I, I know because uh, these guys love the Big App Show, and they love to have their champions, whenever there's a, uh, a WrestleMania, come by the show. So, now, this guy was on MTV's Real World in 2001, and I have to say he worked it. He was on every single reality show. But here's the cool thing. He comes into the house... He's like, hey, man, how you doing? The guy doing? was over at your house? Yeah, at the studio. Well, house, quote, studio. Yeah. I mean, the Miz? The Miz, yeah. Huh. Oh, dude, I'm getting Jenny McCarthy's coming. Uh, all kinds of, you know, all kinds of cool people. <laughs> anyway, just hot babes. That's all I want. So I, I, I'm working on the hot babes. I got, he's a good looking guy. But he comes in. He's like, 
And immediately, you know, like, hey, man, you, know, this, this really, you really did a cool thing. This is pretty awesome, you know, how, how you've gotten to this point. This is before we, we, we start the interview. He's like, yeah, you know, these guys at the WWE, they're so cool. And uh, they give me a couple books to read, and they really help me form my image. And he's talking about how he created this whole character. He's, he's like completely acting. And then he, yeah, no, uh, that's been that way in the WWE. No, I know, I mean, and everybody knows it. But it's just so funny that you know, with like the WWE rep standing right there, he's just saying all this stuff. You know, like yeah, you know, and I really like the peacocking thing is good, and you know, my 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 clothes are really important. And this is the guy who's like supposed to be the bad hat in the WWE, <laughs> the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's hilarious. telling you all this stuff. Yeah, hilarious. Hey, so that's so that's the the media farce. And by the way, that's bigger than all news business put together. That whole WWE business. Oh yeah, those guys make some money. Yeah, well, that guy Vince McMahon is a, is something of a genius. I mean, he almost got his daughter to uh, win that Senate seat or whatever it was back. Right. East. Oh, I remember that. Now the guy is absolutely a genius. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect. So, marketing genius, as a matter of fact. Yes. Okay, so well, let's go back. Okay, we're going to try to get rid of these clips. Here's this is a short one. Now, you know the Anderson Cooper one we can we can skip. Really, because he's so cute. All right, we'll play it. <laughs> Just wanted to check that it is U.S. policy that Gaddafi needs to go. Well, if you want to talk about mixed signals, there's also the Arab League, 22 countries in the Middle East and North Africa, which supported the U.N. resolution authorizing force. Then over the weekend, he did a 180, Arab League Secretary General Amr Musa, saying his member countries wanted to see, quote, civilians, protect, civilians protection, not shelling more civilians. I think you should throw civilians. So, so, uh, so but, but there's no reporting on how, like, China and Russia have denounced all of this. Oh, yeah, they denounced it. They told, but there's no reporting on it. Oh, why bother? China and Russia, and obviously, because that's why the whole problem started in the first place, is Gaddafi was doing business with China and Russia. Yeah, they were horning in on our on our, on deals. our business, on our deals, exactly. Yeah. Hey, 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 you can't do And And Hillary Clinton, uh. Hillary Clinton. I, I, I we're gonna get all these out of the way. So she, so when when the, when the the caca is hitting the fan. You, of course, want to go to the most compromised news service in the United States of Gitmo Nation, which is ABC News. And the reason why is because the new uh, president of ABC News, his uh, sister, is special advisor to President Obama. So they're all like hanging out. They're chilling while killing. And uh, Hillary Clinton goes on there with uh, Diane Sawyer, who is, I'm convinced is a presidential MK Ultra model. Uh, she's got a chip. And it's hard to, um, it's hard to actually hear the insincerity and the fakery that's on her face while while Hillary Clinton is talking. But you will hear her say things in this that I just want to kill the woman. And I shouldn't say that because that could get me in trouble. I I, I just want to poop on her. Um, you want to the, the the right terminology is you she, you want to slap her. Slap her. Thank you. Slap, but that also could be deemed as dangerous. And yeah, too bad. Helicopters could we come. We bring over. you a headline tonight. Are there signs that Colonel Muammar Gaddafi and those close to him may be trying to find an exit, even though Gaddafi appeared on television promising to win? Also, as ABC News has reported on Good Morning America, Libyan diplomats say at least one of Gaddafi's sons may now have been killed. By yeah, this is another thing that's been out there. Like one of his, and by the way, same script as uh, Saddam Hussein. 
Yeah, and, and there's something bogus about it because as we discussed in the show when this first started, this, this little event began a couple of weeks ago, uh, the sons, except for the uh, Israel guy, the guy who's always, you know, yelling and screaming at people with the bald-headed guy, yeah. uh, they all took off to Venezuela. Yeah, and I think that's pretty well documented. Yeah, no, but but let's be vague about it and let's let uh, Hillary talk to yeah, us. Yeah, I, I heard this vagary myself. Yeah, yeah. A Libyan pilot... On a kamikaze mission. Yeah, on a kamik- that was the guy whose plane fell out of the sky. That was the, was the only that one. That was a kamikaze mission? It was a kamikaze mission. mission. Yeah, didn't you know that? They've redefined this guy crashing into the ground straight up as, as a, a kamikaze, kamikaze mission. mission. Exactly. So oh. here is what Secretary of State Hillary Clinton told us today about Gaddafi and the report about his sons. There is a report that... Report! Report! Oh, we've got to deconstruct this whole thing. A report! Report! Gaddafi's sons, at least one, but maybe two, have been killed. Can you confirm this? Well, I can't confirm it, but we've heard it. And uh, we've heard a lot. Credibly? Uh, Yeah, we hear a lot. We know a lot. We hear a lot. Well, we hear it from many different sources. Sources! And that's why I can't confirm it. I can't give any uh, confirmation. In other words, it's BS. Uh Uh-huh. You know, the evidence is not sufficient. But we've heard that. We've heard about other people close to him. Uh, reaching out to uh, people that they know. Hello, Hillary! Hillary! <laughs> I am, hello, Hillary! Hillary! I am someone very close to Kadabi! As I have, you want to get out, you want to get out, you want to get out! Uh, around the world, Africa, the Middle East, Europe. Belgium. North America. Be- <laughs> Europe. People in Europe calling Hillary. Hello, Hillary. Hello. <laughs> when you come shopping to Paris, I have some important information for you. I have some very new shoes. I have new shoes available. <laughs> we have new Manalo Blahniks for you, Hillary. You know, saying, what do we do? Uh, listen, what people around the world calling Hillary, going, what do we do? What what do we do? And I, that's why I can't confirm it. I can't give any uh, confirmation because the... You know, the evidence is not sufficient. But we've heard that. We've heard about other people close to him uh, reaching out to uh, people that they know uh, around the world, Africa, the Middle East, Europe, (laughs) North America. Why is this even on the air? She's saying nothing. (laughs) Because it's uh, she she gets horny by being on TV. I don't know. Look, I think Diane's in Paris with her. I mean, I don't know where else this interview was done. And like, Diane, we have to do something. We have to, you know, uh, you know, we have to make it look like we're doing something over here before we go to yeah, see Pierre. Yeah, we're going to pay for this trip. Yeah, before we go see Pierre to have our hair done. We got to do some business or we're not going to be able to write this <laughs> yeah. off. Why don't you ask me some questions and I'll just go on. Beyond, you know, saying, what do we do? How do, do we, we get do? out of this? What happens next? What Including happened next? him. Do you know where he is? Well, I'm not aware that he personally has reached out, but I do know that people allegedly on his behalf allegedly on his people allegedly what, is she worried about a lawsuit she has to wor- <laughs> use the word allegedly she well see she doesn't want to be caught later by the adam and john show where we say hey remember when you said that so she, i said allegedly i said allegedly i said allegedly have been reaching out so that's why i say this is a very dynamic situation it's dynamic but are you indicating that there's someone... Uh, by the way, this whole thing is chopped to bits. You can hear it in the audio. ...close to him on his behalf reaching out to say, how do we get out? Now, here's where she smiles. How does he get out? This is what we hear from so many sources, Diane. It is a constant... Today. 
today, yesterday, the day before. It's every single day. Every day. My phone is just on fire. I cannot tell you. Every day they're calling saying, Gaddafi wants out. I know, I know. Some of it I'll be very... Uh, you know, as my honest, say on. Uh, she wants to say honest, but she can't. So some of it, I'll be very uh, personal opinion. Uh, some of it is theater. Yeah. A lot of it is just the way he behaves. It's uh, somewhat unpredictable. He's crazy. But some of it, we think, is exploring. You know, what are my options? Where could I go? What could I do? And we would encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, the Royal Clintons, we would encourage that. We think it's very, very good. You gave me a link uh, for the show notes about Clinton and Rice. <coughs> yeah, that woman Rice, that's a, the, the UN uh, uh, ambassador, and this other woman, uh, Powell, uh, Powers. Yeah. Pa- pa- who's married to uh, uh, Cass Sundstrom, that guy. <laughs> Sunstrom. All right. Sunstein Sunstrom. Cass Sunstrom. Yeah. Oh, that's and right. No, the power. Oh, of course. She's the PR woman. She's the, she's right, who who was working for the uh, Obama campaign and called right. Hillary a monster. Right. And got fired. But right. then she's, now she's big buddies with Hillary. She's of course. A, she seems to be just a horrible person. Well, maybe that was a setup. Maybe that whole it, thing was a setup. I, for- that's what I was thinking. The same thing. I was thinking that that article that ran in the Daily Beast, which, it, which we, we have a link to in the show notes. I read it, and it blames Hillary uh, Power and this and Rice, the woman from the UN, uh, American ambassador to the UN, for the whole thing. As a, I think it's an, it's a way just to blame them in case this thing falls apart because this this whole deal is it is, is falling uh, apart. It is obviously orchestrated by somebody else, and they need to blame the women and uh, who were all for it. I mean, it's not like they're blameless, but the point is, is that they're probably not really behind it because you know. I mean that's why uh, uh, you know Obama took off. Now, yeah, he's the like, one I, thing I, I want—I sh- gotta go be chilling while we be killing. He's gonna be chilling while killing. So he, so but the thing that that got me and I ended up spending way too much time on this, which is the fact that the the event Obama's uh, attack began on three nineteen, which is the exact same day as the the war as in Iraq. Bush. Yeah. Did Iraq the exact same day? Well, these elitists they love numbers. They love. It. I know, and so I'm trying to figure out what is this relating to. Now I, I ran into a number of possibilities. I'm just going to mention them casually. One, I, I figured it might be some biblical reference, and there is a good one, Genesis three nineteen. I'll read it from the New International oh. Version. Oh, by this. Hold, by on, this hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me give you a little uh, biblical music here. Go ahead. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. <laughs> wow. So that, to, that's a possibility. You are, you're nothing but dust. So we got to look out for the dust meme. So hey, we, I we thought there to, was a dust meme somewhere. I so I, then that. I looked at for dates. I find is there any other three nineteen dates that are interesting? And I went to my. I, I looked at every possible timeline I could find. There's a couple interesting things in, in sixteen eighty seven on three nineteen. The French explorer La Salle was murdered by his own men. Mm-hmm. Uh, the death of William the Third and the rise of Anne Stewart in uh, seventeen o two. I don't think that was it. Boston was incorporated in eighteen twenty two. I think you're stretching. The U.S. Now. Senate ratifies the Cuban treaty, gaining naval bases in Gitmo mm. on three nineteen nineteen o three. And by the way, I think that's the that, date. Wow. 
because Gitmo was founded on the same day as the Iraq war began as this war began. Huh. And I'm calling it a war. Let's be honest about it. And talking about people, so, well, you know, the Americans never used to be that much uh, into this this kind of a crazy, you know, we tried to stay out, as Jefferson said, stay out of these, these crazy situations. Meanwhile, on this exact same day in 1924, U.S. troops are rush, rushed to Tegalchagupa, Gupa, to Guchigalpa, sorry, as rebel forces take the Honduran capital. So we got involved in uh, 1924 in this exact same date in some sort of a crazy military action. All I know is it's, it's, it, it seems that they rushed to hit this date on the money. Right. It was like, hey, man, hurry up with that. Already. Hey, write that resolution already. You know, so they wrote that 1970 resolution. It's like, hey, man, you know, we got to hit the, th- the 319er, the 319er, baby. We got to hit the 319er. It's a little off the wall. And then, you, you know, and then once you're doing that, then uh, you can go chill. Yes, everything will be good. Hey, I got. Let's just. Can we switch gears for a second? Because I'm kind of. I'm kind of. Yeah, over. we can shift gears. Yeah, I think so. Shadow Puppet Theater. Do you remember um, Jamie Gorlick? The name rings a bell. She left uh, the Clinton Justice Department in 1997. Oh, to, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. To go work there. for uh, Fannie Mae. Right, uh, right, right. We and, talked about... Uh, yeah, she's one of those puppets. Uh, now, she was paid $26 million in salary and bonuses. Is that a guy or a girl? You sure? No, well, looking at the picture, it's questionable. But I'd okay. say because well, of the lipstick, it's, Clinton. it's a woman, yeah. Oh, it's not. It's nothing he would do. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, so she was the, uh, the chairman of uh, Fannie Mae. Of course, uh, uh, largely responsible for uh, you know for messing it all up. Guess what? She's seriously being considered uh, as the new person to run the FBI. No, no, <laughs> the FBI. Yeah, <laughs> and she looks like a Lucy. She oh, jeez, whose idea is this? Lucy's a banker? Pr- probably Lucy's idea. I don't know. I don't know. She's you know she's got a. See the best way when someone is um, is about to get you know screwed because they've messed it up and they've they they've just been horrible people. The best thing is to put them in a high position. That seems to be that seems to be the best way to do it. Oh man, that's a bad thing. No, it's really bad. It's really now it's not official, of course. Well, the fact that it's even coming up in the conversation is pathetic. Yeah, yeah. No, apparently this is. Uh this is uh, she's on the short list. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to watch that. Oh, co- I don't a, think so. There's a couple other things that uh, that didn't hit the mainstream. There was one report that just blew me away, and and we've talked about this uh, many times. And this comes in uh, on the heels of this announcement, which I guess it hit the it hit the tape uh, on uh, was it Sunday when AT and T announced it was going to buy uh, T Mobile. Uh, which of course, uh, you know, so everyone's uh, rooting around, and you know, it turns out that AT and T actually has the biggest lobbying uh, group in uh, in all of Washington. So you know that this is just going to happen, right? It's 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 a it, shoe. I in. wrote a column telling people to write their congressman. This would be a, a pathetic uh, loss of com- competition. It's it's a company buying out, you know, another competitor. I mean, everything about antitrust, and we have Democrats in office. Everything about antitrust has got written. All all over at large, and I hate that company. Well, you're going to hate it even more. Uh, EFF, who I'm not a huge fan of for my own personal reasons, 
but they've got a whistleblower, a former AT&T uh, technician, Mark Klein, and they've got the evidence. They've got a PDF online, everything in the show notes, noagendashow.com, um, showing that AT&T, you know that 611 Folsom Street in San Francisco, that big building with no windows we talk about all the time? Yeah, the CIA building. Right. They or ha- actually NSA, I think. Right. So they have a fiber optic splitter. So they literally, they're not, they don't have like stuff installed. No, they just have like a big splitter on the fiber optic for everything that flows to that building and just going right off to the NSA. Well, why would they bother doing it? Why don't they just put it in there? Because that building is designed for some sort of, it looks like it's, it looks like it could take a, a, a nuke. It might. All the windows are blacked out with with metal. But, no, but I, I guess what what this proves is that they don't just have like echelon or something, you know, in a rack there, in you know, in a in a. In well, that's a, in probably a room. the fire. It's probably split off to take to. Well, maybe everything. It's this, no, no, they're, they're take, yeah, but it's take, on, the whole thing is split off, but to, to send to MI six because they're the ones who can analyze Americans legally. Ooh, good point. Well, we don't have any information. But anyway, and that would be that would make up for the fact that it's not at the at the facility. You cut, you split it. Send no, it no, to no. It's it's at the facility. No, I'm saying that's why the the computers that do the analysis oh, are not. Oh, right. Yeah, you sp- you split it off and you send it to MI6, who can do it legally. And actually, that makes sense because one of these experts that they uh, have who analyze this says this isn't a wiretap; it's a country tap. <laughs> Perfect. So just add uh, T-Mobile to the mix. Beautiful. It's a beautiful right, thing. They're basically uh, Deutsche Telekom, too. I mean, that's where they, they stem from, if I'm not mistaken, originally. Al- although I will say the, Deut- the Gitmo Nation Deutschland uh, not really participating. You know, they pulled all of their stuff out. They pulled all of their... They're, they're not uh, participating in the, uh, in the Arab Spring. And uh, I think they tried to, to kill Merkel. Did you hear about this? No, tell me. She uh, so she had to go to a uh, an event right on the Swiss border, Waldschutzengen, and uh, two hundred miles into its journey, that both engines quit. And um, now I know a lot about uh, helicopters because I fly them, and this is a Super Puma, which I have flown actually once, and I've flown in them, but I've actually been at the stick before. Um, it's a twin engine, so first of all, to have both engines go out, highly unlikely. Uh, now, of course, the reporting is so crappy, but, you know, so they go into auto-rotation, which is what you do, and uh, you can land, you know, you get one shot at it, but they, I'm sure that if the terrain was okay, they would have landed no problem. Um, and they were able to restart the engines on the way down. Yeah, from 5,000 feet, you got about a minute, something like that, and so they were able to restart the engines, and uh, Merkel then wound up taking a car the rest of the way. Uh, but I'm thinking EMP because it is so unlikely that you have both engines quit and then you're able to restart at a lower altitude. Hmm. And well, that's uh, pretty peculiar. Well, I I think it's a, a total. Why would, why would why would anybody be out to get uh, Merkel? I mean, what has she done recently? I mean, I know she's been. Uh well, no, I don't know. no they, Deutschland has pulled out of uh, the, the whole thing. They've pulled their tanks back. They pulled their planes back. Everything. They pulled back. They're, they're not in it for some reason. And I think, it's, I think it's because Russia probably said, hey, and Angela, you still want your oil and your gas? Then you shall stop. Well, that could be. The Russians have uh, pretty much locked down that part of the world with, uh, without having to do any military thing. They just... 
they have them hooked on their oil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Russia controls Europe now with their gas and everything. Now that they took out all the, the Polish government, they got that pipeline running right past Poland, which Poland didn't want. You know, this it's a long-term plan, but these guys do execute. And you just, yeah, well, they've always thought. You know, you have to remember the Communist Party from the get-go, and the, you know, and the from the uh, late uh, 1917 on to the through the twenties, specialized in long-term planning. So they think in in the, even though they they were they were wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong because you can't plan your economy necessarily but you get into that mindset of thinking in some sort of different dimension where you're thinking long term you can come up with some schemes i love the chat room oh water in the fuel is more likely hey douchebags i'm a pilot okay give me a break water in the fuel (sighs) so uh (laughs) you see this is what with the chat room yeah well but let me let me just hook into what you just said about the long term thing the term arab spring is actually uh, first prop, uh, cropped up in 2005, uh, George W. Bush was talking about the Arab Spring, and there's some evidence that this is actually part of PNAC, the Project for a New American Century, which is also credited with uh, planning the 9-11 attack. It's very interesting. If you, I mean, these are just articles you should read and <clears throat> take them for what they are. <clears throat> They're in the show notes under the... Uh, Arab Spring heading. Yeah, Project for a New American Century, I've read their material over and over again. It's quite interesting. Well, a lot of what they what they uh, write about kind of comes true. Yeah, yeah, it's because <laughs> they execute it. They actually do it. Uh, I got a, maybe one more thing I want to do on uh, my 316. 319. To, I'm sorry, 319. I keep coming with 316. Uh, let me find it. Uh, this is the this is the long shot thing that I just and again it's just something I want people to go download a copy and and look at it, uh, and this was this is very really associative. But in three nineteen, Jimmy Dorsey and his orchestra recorded one of their biggest musical successes. It became one of Decca Records' all time greats, Green Eyes, which you can listen to if you wanted to go to YouTube. So I'm thinking Green Eyes in 1941 on the same day. What is, does that refer to anything? And I was thinking, well, maybe Qaddafi's got green eyes, and it's possible that he does. I couldn't find out, but I think his dad did for sure. But Qaddafi did a book called The Green Book. Really? Know, this, is a, this is an amazing long shot to find this. You can download it. It comes in three parts. It is a... It is a vision of the future with all kinds of weird information. It's been ridiculed to death, but if you actually look at it and start reading it, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting tome. It's a, it's you know it's not on the on the league of the the stuff that Ho Chi Minh did, but it's one of those kind of quasi political screeds that is re- well worth reading. I, at least as far as I'm concerned, and, and you can download it. Is it on the? Find- is, but is it on the Kindle? Well, it, we're going to have to put it on the Kindle. <laughs> I want to, here's, here's Green Eyes with Tommy Dorsey. Green Eyes, a pool wherein my love. Oh, that sucks. Give it's me an just, old song from the 40s. Give me expect? Justin Bieber any day. So anyway, so that's just a little little kind of a weird connection. It's a stretch. It's a stretch, but I will, I will, I'll, read, uh, I'll read his Green Book. Yeah, that sounds, Green Book. Sounds like something we should check out. I, I agree with that. Now, before we leave the topic, because you're talking about Ugh. the airplane crapping out. Yeah. Air, uh, a helicopter. 
I have an Ask Adam. Oh my goodness! I was unprepared. Hold on. Let's uh, let's get a uh, let's get a new one here. What do we have? Uh, let's uh, try this one. Ask Adam. Okay. <laughs> this is another report: an airline incident. Now, which? Uh, no, what, there, you have two Ask Adams. The here. one, just the Ask Adam, not okay. the quiz. Okay. <laughs> and it is uh, your buddy Diane Sawyer again. Oh, who makes a comment. Mm-hmm. Makes a comment at the end, and I have to ask you about this. Uh, play the clip. For more than 20 harrowing minutes, the tower at Reagan National Airport All had gone right. ominously quiet. At 12.10 a.m., American Airlines Flight 1900 from Dallas could not reach the tower after being handed over from regional controllers. The pilot executed a go-round following routine aviation procedure. Failing to raise the tower on the second approach, the pilot treated the airport as if it were uncontrolled and landed. Fifteen minutes later, a United flight was also unable to contact anyone in the Reagan Tower. Tower is apparently unmanned. I called on the phones and uh, nobody's, uh, nobody's answering, so that the aircraft went in uh, uh, just as an uncontrolled airport. That's interesting. It is. It's happened before, though. Both flights... Did you say it's happened before, though? Did yeah, did... this happened before. Okay. Landed safely. There was just one controller on duty at that hour. The NTSB now investigating whether he was asleep, away from his desk, or there was some communication issue with the tower. Whatever they find, Diane, they are going to be reviewing those staffing levels for this airport that's just two and a half miles from the White House. Oh, Jim, it must have been a nail-biting time for those Nail-biting! Okay, here's the... I have Nail-biting! Yeah. The Ask Adam question. Of course, apparently one plane landed and 15 minutes later another plane landed with an, on an uncontrolled basis. Question number one. There's two questions. Question number one. If you're in this situation, is it nail-biting time? Is it a nail-biting moment? <laughs> no. A, well, a. Do I, well, you what, just answered the question. Well, no. Well, let me. So what's happening here is the word uncontrolled is being misrepresented. So it is just a, a regular aviation term, a controlled field or an uncontrolled field. 99% of all fields in the United States are uncontrolled. Uh, and the way you do it is it's called Unicom. And everyone can hear you on the frequency. And you just you call it. You say, all right, I'm downwind. I'm uh, coming around. I'm going to land on this runway. And uh, keep a lookout for me. And it's, very, it's a very normal procedure. I believe, um, so I hadn't actually looked this up. I'm looking up. Reagan National Airport, that uh, I don't think this place is staffed before 7 a.m. as is, um, that there's no one on, on staff. So they may have been early. Uh, you know, maybe the guy was taking a poop. It happens. Yeah, there's only one guy. There's only one guy to take a poop, and then it's like you get in. And it, I even heard the... The, we the, should have the, ta- called the poop police. <laughs> oh, we had a, a poop police jingle somewhere. Oh my goodness! I can't. But where did I? Uh, how could how could I not have that in my box here? Oh, I feel really stupid now. I, I got to look that one. Up. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Detective Dookie. Detective Dookie. Poop Police. SPU Special Poopers Unit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Who do you call? Who do you call when you can't? When the airport is uncontrolled? Nah, you know it. it yeah. So, so Diane saw in her nail biting moment. Nail biting moment. An eye roller. I hear the guy even saying like this happened before. Yeah, the guy had to go poop. 
Is it, if you only got one guy and he's got a poop? Yeah, now, well, there's going to be a massive investigation about this poop. Um. Now, okay, now number, question number two is if this was wait, such a big wait, deal. Wait, wait, wait. You, you can't just fire off a question number two without the... Uh, oh, well, here we go. When John C. Dvorak's got a burning question, what should we do? Ask Adam. Okay, so the question number two is if there's two miles from the White House and this is a big nail-biting moment, where's Homeland Security in the matter? Yeah. Well, duh. All the money we're spending on Homeland Security is the biggest police force in the bigger than our military. And where where are they? Should they be involved, maybe? This is a question. Should they be manning the tower? I mean, what's the deal? Well, there's only one person to ask. Lucy. We don't have her. We don't have an Ask Lucy segment. No, we have this. Detective Dookie. Detective Dookie. Poop Police. (laughs) SPU. Special Poopers Unit. Looks like we have a pooper on our hands, John. (laughs) We got a pooper on our hands two miles from the White House. This is bad. We got to go in, Detective Dookie. So anyway, so that's my uh, one. I have a second Ask Adam quiz if you if you want to do that now or you want to go. Yeah, and, let's do or, the quiz. Let's do the quiz. Or we could save that for after the. No, no, well, no, no, no. Let's, all right. I think. So, but, okay. but, 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 but. Play the Ask Adam uh, theme. Another Ask Adam theme. Okay. All right. And do I play this question right off the bat? No, no. Play the Ask Adam. I just did. I didn't hear it. No. Oh, that's a terrible one. Yeah, erase that one. Okay. okay, here we go. So you know and I know, being in the media in some way, shape, or form at all most of our lives, that advertisements are usually on shows that are, you know, they're, they're kind of customized. If you watch the evening news, for example, there's nothing but drug ads. Yeah, because old people who are sick watch that. And they, by the way, I they say, oh, we're trying to get to a younger demo, which is referring to the demographic. I say, no, they're not. They want to keep the, because they got a locked in audience of old farts that need drugs. And the drug ads are the, the ones they're selling. So they're, they're never going to go for a younger demo. They don't want to because they got this thing. So you can always kind of deconstruct. You can kind of reverse engineer what kind of audience is is watching the show based on the ad. So if you're watching a show that's got a bunch of, you know, children's ads on it, the show's for kids and you're watching it. You know, maybe you're, you know, should rethink what you're watching. Makes total so sense. I, so now, right. So I'm going to play part of an ad. Mm-hmm. This is Ask Adam's Quiz. Uh-huh. You have to guess the show. Okay. Spectacular dancing. And pure wholesome fun, the entire family will enjoy together. Oh, my duck does a wonderful trick. My duck can lay an egg. And just what is so wonderful about that? Well, can you lay an egg? These classic Shirley Temple films have stood the test of time, and you'll cherish sharing these heartwarming adventures again and again with your family and friends. Bring home the magic of Shirley Okay, so this is about Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple Black, who passed away oh, a decade ago, I think. At least. Um, the, from the 30s. Family entertainment. Well, the, only, the only thing I could think of that would make sense would be Dancing with the Stars. Sean Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> that is hilarious. Hey, Hannity, 
We got a fan club day for you. Bring your Zimmer frame, baby. <laughs> I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. So uh, we've got a few people to thank for this uh, for helping produce this show today. Uh, I want to begin with Mathu. I think it's Mathu. Matho, Matho, Mathau, Mathu. In uh, Phillips. In uh, Dearborn Heights, Michigan. This is to try to bring back the good grace of karma. My 101010 coin was number 342, oh. uh, which is uh, one uh, multiplied as 126, which is what he donated. I have all put this donation, put it off too long and begin, and you want to be. And was being kicked in the groin for that. Hookers and blow. P.S. Matthew, I'm not from Gitmo. I'm not from Gitmo Fondue. Matthew, not uh, okay. It's Matthew Phillips. Sorry. Right. Lawrence McBride, uh, 111 dollars 11 cents. Moortown, Merseyside, uh, U.K. Uh, Tice Browers. 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 Who does uh, phenomenal art for? Did you see that? He is he is a great great artist, and he does. Uh, in fact, if you look at today's mailing, that if you go check your mailbox, you'll see a, a Brower's art piece at the top, and I think a, it's a, a Nick the Rat at the bottom. Uh, two outstanding p- pieces that we couldn't let pass. Uh, the world famous number your buddy scam your birth, made me birthday scam s- birthday. I'm sorry, number your birthday scam. Scam? <laughs> what? You calling? What? You calling us what? scammers? Maybe the first time donor born at eighteen March uh, eighty two plus age twenty nine equals one hundred and eleven. Next time I send you some art again. Thank you, Tice. That's so nice of you, man. Yeah, that was uh, nice. Yeah, uh, one hundred eleven dollars. By the way, that. he's a starving artist. And this yeah, is- he is a starving artist, and he's kind enough to help us in more than ways than one. Steve Bottoms in Reno, Nevada, $100. Disgusted beyond belief at how scripted this Mideast thing appears. Thank you guys for helping open my eyes. That's what we do, man. Welcome. Rachel Wallace in Nashville, Tennessee, who will have a birthday, I guess, 75 bucks. Uh, happy birthday donation to my husband, or his her husband, who's a huge yeah. fan of the show. He's gotten me to listen as well and tells anyone who will listen to check out the show that's a good thing, so... We'll be glad send, to them, send, uh, send these people a no agenda shot, noagendashots.com. That's, that's a great way to, uh, to get people hooked because it's just a little, bi- a little bite. You know, people are like, oh, that's Bites. interesting. Okay. James Boswell in Woodley, Berkshire, UK, 6666. After the, the literal and figurative bombshells dropped in episode 288, I thought it would be a crime not to donate to you guys. GAO investigating the TSA, rap a scan in my country's Olympics. Poop police? For Christ's sake, please educate your fellow journalists on how to do their frickin' jobs. Detective Dookie. Detective Dookie! Poop police. SPU, Special Poopers Unit. <laughs> I, I can't get enough of that. <laughs> he advises us to stay off the crackpot stuff and more of this. This is, a, you know, where do you draw the line? Daniel Hutner in Murphy's, California, $55, double nickels on the dime, $55.10. Uh, anonymous from Baltimore, Maryland, double nickels on the dime. Uh, Matthew McDonald, Calgary, Alberta. Oop, I got to go get his email note. Uh, Simon Reed, New York. Why don't you see if you can find his email note if you got it there? I, I don't have his email note. Okay, well, I'll dig it up. 
Uh, Simon Reed, New York, 50, double nickels on the dime. Troy Rudder, double nickels on the dime. Should be getting close to his uh, knighthood. Knighthood. Splash from Lakewood, California. Double nickels on the dime for him. I couldn't live without this show, and I appreciate the insane amount of work you guys do in deconstructing the news media and hitting people in the mouth, and I'm now determined to become a No Agenda Night sometime this year. Excellent. He's uh, apparently at the uh, Japanese ministry. Yeah, no, he, he, this, is the, <clears throat> this is the guy who uh, I think we, we talked about his email last week where he worked at the Japanese ministry, and uh, he said you know, he got to hang out with a lot of transgendered hookers. Remember that? Yeah, interesting. No, awesome. That's a well, good idea. Awesome if we get more material from him, of course. <laughs> yeah, Chad like, Nelson, Boise, Idaho, $55. Uh, send the people to my No Agenda sticker page, vinylrocket.com slash NA, so I can meet my goal of knighthood. Uh, John uh, never heard if you like the stickers. Yeah, actually, I did. I forgot about those stickers. Sorry. Uh, vinylrocket.com slash NA. Sir Jeffrey Gerlock in Alamo, uh, $51.50, forwarded the URL batshit crazy. He's the batshit crazy guy. Uh, there are no plans. Big. There used to be big plans for batshit crazy, but as you know how plans go, so they didn't give it to <laughs> it, us. It's batshitcrazy.org, I guess. I thought it was .com, but it's .org. Uh, That's cool. Alan McDonald, yeah, I think the dot, uh, Com is owned by uh, Sarah Palin. Uh, oh Alan- boy! Hey, wow! Whoa, that whoa, was whoa. gee. When do you start on the? When does your zoo show start, John? <laughs> Woo, man! <laughs> Alan McDonald in Portland, Oregon, fifty dollars. Uh, Arthur Kessler, Acme, Alberta, Canada, fifty dollars. Uh, Gregory Wilcox in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, who mailed in fifty dollars to the to the post office box, and there is, that is listed on the No Agenda uh, donation page at Dvorak.org slash NA. Also $50 from David Metis, Jeff Anderson, John Lake, Chris, <laughs> Sir Chris Geelan. 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 He's a bit behind writing things during uh, No Agenda 286. Uh, and now I have to say the following. Warshwing on the Belvoking pass up Bananen zin gewardlicher dan Luke haven scanners. Where is it? I don't have this note. Oh, here it is. And that was very good, John. Can you translate it? I bet you you can. Yeah, it means that you be you better be careful because of those crummy scanners. Yeah, bananas are more dangerous than the crummy scanners. Right, because bananas have all this radiation. By the way, I want to prop my daughter. Uh, she was traveling back from Gitmo Nation Lowlands to. Uh, to uh, Los Angeles, the People's Republic, <clears throat> and uh, she was at Schiphol Airport, and uh, the plane was, you know, kind of late in uh, boarding, whatever it happens, and so they were rushing everybody through the scanner, and she says, no, I'm not going to go through that thing, it's creepy, and then, and, <laughs> creepy. seriously, and then she's like, and they're like, well, yeah, you have to, so no, you, you, can, uh, you can do a pat down, my dad says it's creepy, and I shouldn't go through it, and there were like 10 Americans behind her. And then they all started going, yeah, we're not going through that creepy machine. So the whole plane was delayed. I'm so proud of her. Fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, but for a kid, you know, like 20 years old, traveling by herself with all these jabroni douchebags at the airport. They even, and the, the chick, she said the chick even went into the scanner. See, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. She was standing in the scanner herself to show that it was safe. And Christina's like, no, I'm not going through it. My dad says it's creepy. And I, and I agree. And then all these Americans behind her are like, 
Yeah, no, we don't. We just pat us down. We don't want to go through your creepy scanner. I think America, if we start, everybody starts doing this. I think people will follow suit because a lot of people are still, are, you know, reluctant to. They, everybody senses it's creepy and bad, but they, you know, unless somebody else does it for them first, they won't. And then they, then they do it and go through the process of not going through the scanner. They're going to end up being cowed right. into the scanner. Well, That's, I'm, but I'm so proud of her. I'm, you know, yeah, and it's good work. Yeah, yeah, I'm very proud of her. That's a good, good. job. Good job. Okay, we've got Mark McLennan in Watertown, Connecticut. Uh, I've only known my brother, Charlie, for a little over a year. Charlie just lost his friend, Puppy Otis, and I'm worried about him. He really needs some no-agenda karma. That sucks. Poor Otis. You've got karma. All right, Charlie. Matthew Mallherder in Vancouver, Washington. Paul Alvis in Toronto, Canada, both $50. And Paul likes to, wants to say the special shout-out for karma for all the five Portuguese parties that today rejected the New World Order. You've got Obrigado. Yeah, there's the prime minister. Result in the Portuguese prime minister yes. resigning. Yeah, no austerity. Down. Portugal's lived under dictators and rules and managed to remove him from office. I have a clip, by the way, coming up that's kind of interesting. Oh, that good. Re- relates to this. Good. The EU, that is. So, essentially, so, yeah, I agree. The, the, uh... The uh, Portuguese deserve a lot of credit. Of course, they're being doubt blasted. We talked about the, you know what they're trying to do to Portugal uh, in the uh, no, in the uh, D- Devorah Korowitz show. Uh, that's pa- Paul Elvis and Stephen Atkins in Calgary. Also fifty dollars. Also, I want to mention uh, uh, David Metis in uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina's uh, first time donor donating to celebrate his daughter's first birthday. She was born on three twenty five ten. Her name is Le- Leela Rose. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up in the birthday segment. You don't have to do we all this. Listen in the car. And she loves the jingles. Of course. Here's all right. What's her name? Her name is uh, Leela Rose Medus. Is that how? Medus. Medus. All right. Here's one. I want you to listen. Hello, Leela Rose. Hi. It's your Uncle Adam and your Uncle John. Now, here's something we want you to talk about to your mommy and daddy all the time. Okay. We want you to keep repeating this. This is very important, and you're going to be a good little human resource. Detective Dookie. Detective Dookie. Poop Police. SPU. Special Poopers Unit. And Boris uh, Marinoff. Is it, I think, is it Sir Boris? Boris Marinoff uh, wishes uh, Yassi and Mani a very happy birthday. They turned six uh, yesterday, March 23rd. Rachel Wallace uh, congratulates her husband turning 30 today, big No Agenda fan. And David Midas, how do we pronounce that again? Midas. Midas. Uh, he, of course, congratulates uh, his daughter with uh, her first birthday. Born March 25th, little Lila Rose. Happy birthday from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. I got two more notes to read um, from Sir Larry Lee. And by the way, uh, the, the little Leela one, she, she really gets a kick out of biodiversity. Oh, really? Oh, That's well, let's, let's give her that one. Hey. Yeah, she should because she's going to be hearing a lot about it in her life. Oh, yeah. Just the <laughs> beginning. Uh, I got a note here from uh, since uh, Eric the Shill is... Uh, uh, in at the North Pole, we've got uh, another shill, JC, standing. So not everything's coming through, so I want to make sure we do this. Sir Larry Lee says, I forgot to mention, who he donated today. Uh, the country music fans in Gitmo Nation down under can find free downloads from the Ronnie Collins album, Time for Change, 
at uh, mp3.com.au slash Ronnie Collins. I promise I'd do that. And uh, Josh, did he, I think he had something. Did he have a... He had a... a sh- see, I, we, we got to be careful about this stuff, man. Do me a huge favor. Send a birthday shout-out to my great friend Ted C. Howard, whose birthday is this Friday, March 25th. Ted's the kind of friend you rarely get in life. He originally turned me on to the show, and I have to admit I thought he was nuts. Now I think I may be the bigger crackpot. You may also be amused to hear that Ted has an iPad soundboard of all the best No Agenda sound bites and regularly fires them off to the amusement of everyone around. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet. Is he married? <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. So um, here's what you do. You close your eyes. You got them closed? Dvorak.org slash N-A. Seems to work when we do that. People start to up their giving levels. A little bit of uh, neuro-linguistic programming. And we really need the help. Uh, you know, just compare us. Go ahead. I, I dare dare to compare. Dare to compare. If, if you get more information from this show than from your cable news service, from your radio service. And I was even listening to NPR the other day, the National Treasure. And, God, I can't get anything from those guys. They don't even have anything interesting. Well, it was actually it was an interesting report about how Dutch farmers had been recruited to come and uh, uh, start in Iowa. Now they're all bankrupt. It was it was an interesting report, and I'm listening to this, and then they, they're like, "Well, we'll be right back." I'm like, "What? What do you mean you'll be right back?" And then they break. What? They, yeah, what? Oh yeah, they break. They play some music. They pray. Thank you, darling. They play a P a strobe waffle. <laughs> they play a PSA, and uh, and then they do another um, another uh, sponsorship message. They break for commercials now. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah. Of course, they can blame it on the government for not giving them enough billions of dollars. Wow. Wow, strobwafel. You ever had a strobwafel? Is that what you're eating? Yeah. You know what a strobwafel is? I think it's like a bear claw, isn't it? No, not even close. They don't exist here. What is it? Explain it. It's like a, um, a small... Let's see, it's about one, two... About four inches in diameter. It's a waffle, but in the middle is a molasses, yeah, kind of like molasses pressed into it. And it's a cookie, but it's a, they call it a, a strobe waffle, like a syrup wa- uh, waffle. But it's not really a waffle. It's a cookie with kind of thick molasses. It's Dutch. You can't get it anywhere but Dutchland. Where'd you get it then? Well, we have people coming back and forth. What do you think? I, I, my kid's like, don't go through the scanner and bring some strobe waffles, damn it. I'm surprised they let it through. Mm. This looks like a bomb. <laughs> no kidding. Iran says they built a flying saucer. <laughs> yeah. Good. It's about time somebody did. Yeah. It's um, it's called the Zohal. And, uh, Is this a joke? Isn't that the name of the guy in the movie that played by Adam Sandler? <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> Don't mess with Zohar or whatever it is. No, it's the Zohal, mm. the Farce News Agency, which, of course, is uh, partially funded by uh, the government, uh, says they built a flying saucer. And they have a picture of it, and uh, it's equipped with the autopilot GPS. Uh, it's not huge, but it's a flying saucer. It's kind of like their version of a, um, uh, of a drone. Except, I'm just getting pounded with rain here. It's ridiculous. By the way, there's this, this is, uh, a human resource in Gitmo Nation lowlands. 
and uh, so he's a ham operator. Hey! Yeah, exactly. And he has been tweeting uh, all of the stuff he's picking up uh, in the Libya conflict. And mm. it's, it's re- you should really follow this guy. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Because, um, of course, I now... What's, what's his uh, name on Twitter? Oh, let me find it for you. Um, of course, Gitmo Nation Lowlands has now also jumped in. They're sending over a couple of F-16s, and we're sending the ships over, and, you know, we're going to... Yeah, we're all going to participate. We're all helping out with the Arab Spring. It's very, very important that we uh, be a part of that. Um, but he's also... They also have Global Hawks flying around. So he's picking that stuff up. And a lot of this, of course... I mean, it's not, like, top-secret information, necessarily, no, it's, it's, it's ham gossip. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah, good actually, stuff. Actually, this thing is called Odyssey Dawn. We haven't even talked about how stupid that is. Yeah, you know, you're right. Every time I see it, I say, oh, you know, we've never discussed this on the show. What a dumb name. You know, and everybody has a joke for it. So, you know, we watch all the comics. One of them says it sounds like a stripper. That's my wife said it sounds like a stripper. Uh, I think John Stewart said it sounds like a cruise line on the Norwegian right. cruise line. Right. And you know, it's, it's, it, that, what, what is the point of it? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, I'm glad somebody did some work. Of course. Jack Schroeder, our producer from Gitmo Nation, Great White North, he says, all right, dictionary, very, very simple. Odyssey, a long, wandering, and eventful journey. Dawn, an opening time period. So, of course, the dawn refers to spring, and Odyssey means it's going to take a long time, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, a, play the perma clip. Take the. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll play the the perma clip. Wait, wait, where'd my mouse go? Oh, where's my mouse? You probably ate it in that colossal or whatever. <laughs> colossal <laughs> operation Odyssey Dawn. Let me emphasize that we uh, anticipate this transition to take place in a matter of days and not a matter of weeks. I think Stewart said it was a yes album. Oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Somebody else had it as a, as a cruise line. Yeah, he had a Yes album. So the guy you want to follow is FMCNL. Fox, F- Foxtrot Mike Charlie November Lima. He's, all, yeah. he's on it all the time. He's monitoring these frequencies. And um, it was funny. Um, so they sent um, two, uh, I think two F-16s were on their way from Leowarda which is a, a base in the Netherlands. And then one of them had to, to land at Schiphol because his, his, you know, his, his landing gear was broke. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Typical Dutch Air Force. Hey! <laughs> hey. I can't make it. <laughs> we can't come because we have no more steam turbines. We'll be, we'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Start without us. Mm, yeah, I'm telling you. Well, well just a matter group. of days, baby. Just a matter of days. It's not going to take too long. I promise you. You can take that to the bank. It's not going yeah, to take long. Yeah, I have a, a couple of more clips that are interesting. Good. Uh, there was one, uh, I think I think this was O'Reilly and Britt Hume. Britt Hume was talking about, uh, O'Reilly, who's a warmonger, uh, came up with this. Well, isn't this kind of like when Reagan, sh- you know, attacked? Uh, you know, sent a bunch of missiles over there trying to attack uh, Gaddafi. Isn't it similar when they, you know, accepted? You know, and and Brit Hume says, well, this the, the the missiles that hit Gaddafi's compound. And by the way, we're if I if I'm not mistaken, this no fly zone thing was supposed to take out the military installations of radar and things like well, that. Yeah, but no, no, before you go on, and I I don't know. I guess I missed this clip clip somehow. There's a clip of that Diane Sawyer interview where Hillary Clinton says, 
the language in the uh, UN resolution was so broad, but it, that's a lie. It's not true. It wasn't broad. It says you got to stop. First of all, take all the money. That's half of the resolution. Take all the money. Here's how you can spend it. Then the other half is no aircraft with Libyan registration can fly, and you have to prevent any arms smuggling in the ports. That's it. It was not broad at all. It didn't. It didn't. It actually doesn't say blow up radar installations. We were tricked into thinking that the resolution says no aircraft with Libyan registration can fly. It does says nothing about blowing stuff up. I was duped even by that. Well, like, we're blowing stuff up, and we're also attacking the Libyan uh, Gaddafi's compound. But the the point of this clip is kind of interesting because there's a piece of information in here that I did not know regarding the first time we attacked the uh, Gaddafi's compound when Reagan was president, and he was irked about the blowing up of the nightclub in 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 Germany. And and play this and see if you can spot this odd piece of information. It's just a little subtle. So there are a lot of parallels to the bombing. They're going on now in Libya to back then, correct? Well, there's some, Bill. Certainly the fact that the uh, British uh, forces uh, attacked his compound, that's a direct parallel. Ronald Reagan's uh, 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 attack on Libya involved a direct attack on Gaddafi's compound. And had Gaddafi not been warned um, ahead of time that the military uh, attack was coming, as indeed he was, um, he probably would have been killed along with a lot of members of his family. Some people did die in that attack, uh, and Gaddafi basically uh, piped down. There was a, a prelude to this bill, it should be remembered, and that was that Gaddafi was making all kinds of extravagant claims about the extent of his territorial waters uh, in the northern part, out, out from his northern border out into the Mediterranean, claims that were rejected by the United States and others, and we had positioned naval assets in the area and had been involved in some skirmishes with Libyan forces uh, to enforce our view of where the international waters were. So we were already tangling with him uh, when this Berlin nightclub attack that you mentioned occurred, and uh, it was in the aftermath of that that the U.S. forces hit Gaddafi. They hit his compound, and they hit a number of other military targets and gave him a very serious bloody nose. And I think, you know, President Reagan was trying to kill him. He didn't succeed in killing him. Uh, but Gaddafi, for a time, was pretty quiet. We didn't hear much about him. There was no more of this stuff about the international waters. That all calmed down. He was basically... So okay. I, I think I'm too young to, I mean, there's three things I caught in there. One is Gaddafi was warned. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. So. What? Well, he was, I never heard this before. Well, he was warned this time, too. He was warned by who? Well, by uh, uh, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper said, we're going to come after you. Wasn't that I think clear? This, whole thing, this is just another part of the rigged game. Duh. Look, we're gonna we're gonna make it look good. Duh. You gotta get out of there because we're gonna bomb your place. Okay. And but, I mean, but, this guy's meeting with McCain like just recently. Yeah. Well, McCain thinks he's an interesting fellow. He's a good guy. And and uh, uh, this is the worst kind of theater. And because a bunch of innocent civilians dead. are getting killed left and right. Duh. Hey, you know uh, what I thought was kind of funny is uh, and this uh, just start circul circulating today you know we all laugh about Gaddafi in his tent did you see Obama's tent he's got a tent what yeah, he's got a tent when he was on his when he was hanging out in Rio and so the, in the hotel they don't want to have all the secure communication so they have a tent outside and he sits in the tent I mean it's, it's not like a beautiful one like Gaddafi has it's just a blue tent but he's got a tent and that's where he makes all the secure phone calls from Really? Yeah. 
<laughs> he's got a tent. He's got a, all these guys. They all got tents. <laughs> what is this tent thing all of a sudden? Well, here it is. A, a rare photo released by the White House shows Barack Obama fielding calls from a tent in Brazil to keep up with the events in Libya. The tent is a mobile secure area known as a sensi- sensitive compartmented information facility. Skiff. Designed to allow officials to have top secret conversations and discussions while on the move. It does have an Arabian carpet, though. It's kind of nice. It's got a little rug there, and he's chilling out. It's a tent. It's a blue tent with a with a desk and a phone and some paperwork. <laughs> it, it's, the, it's hilarious. You have the photo? Yeah. It's, uh, Can you Skype it to me? I want to see it. Uh yeah, well I have it on the uh it's on the Okay, other don't computer. worry about it. I'll just look in the show notes and see it later. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's that that is pretty weird. Designed to withstand eavesdropping. It's a tent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is from the BBC, by the way. It, phone tapping and computer hacking, sensitive compartmented information facilities, which is what I have here, by the way. Also known as skiffs, there it is, are protected areas where classified conversations can be held. In order to keep abreast of events, a mobile war room was set up in his hotel so he could hold a secure conference call with Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Hillary, did you get the Milano Blahniks yet? Get some from Michelle, size 12. National Security Advisor Tom Donilon, blah, 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 Robert Gates. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, size 12. <laughs> I, knew, I was waiting for you to catch on to that. <laughs> Well, call. He doesn't make Manalo Blahnik doesn't make size twelve. It's ten. Would for him. It's yeah. Well, if he if he if if he do it for Michelle, then I could get some for Mickey if I could afford him. You see those things? They're like three thousand dollars. Like have some shoes. Three thousand dollars for a pair of shoes? Oh, they're not even shoes. It's like some leather with a strap. With <laughs> why, why are they so expensive? Manalo Blahnik. Why, why are uh, Nikes expensive? They don't cost a lot to make. It's a brand. And, and these, you're, it, buying the, you're telling me that people are just buying the brand? Yeah, there's gambling going on there? Huh. It's this, this is the shoe that was made famous by Sex in the City, and it's like porn for chicks. Chicks just like, they just get really, I mean... I bet you even Rachel Maddow gets hot and horny about Manalo Blahniks. It's even the name is sexy to them. Manalo Blahnik. Oh, I just love to have a pair of Manalo Blahniks. It's like, huh. yeah, like I, I, I love tranny porn. They're like, ah, oh, Manalo Blahniks. Same thing. Except tranny porn is cheaper. If, if you're at the Japanese embassy. Yeah, apparently the Japanese embassy loves that stuff. So, so the- um, I got a commercial... <laughs> that I thought was interesting. Oh, we love some good commercials, John. This is a this is I think going to be the beginning of a trend. It's a thirty second easy commercial to deal with. It's a commercial that attacks well, one product attacks another product. Oh, this doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's usually good and it well, starts it's a, a war. It's interesting because this is a, 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 an antihistamine that's attacking another antihistamine when it, when for, it doesn't even for, actually attack the histamine. For its contraindication, you know, in other words, you know, those long lists of why you shouldn't take the drug. Oh, okay, let's listen to it. (coughs) Allergies? Oh, you think I have allergies? You're sneezing. I'm allergic to you. Doubtful. You love me. Hey, you can't take Allegra with fruit juice. What? Yeah, it's on the label. Really? Here, there's nothing about juice on the Zyrtec label. What? Labels are meant to be red. I'd be lost without you. I knew you weren't allergic to me. You know you can't take a Lego with orange juice. Really? FYI. 
Get Zyrtex Proven Allergy Relief and love the air. What happens if you take uh, orange juice with Allegra? I never heard of this before. Well, did you consult the Book of Knowledge? The sales. I mean, you can't take orange juice with Allegra? Why? Did you consult the Book of, or- uh, of Knowledge? I did not consult the Book of Knowledge. I just picked this up this morning. Do not but- take Allegra with fruit juice. Why? Well, I'm just reading from Allegra.html, such as apple, orange, or grapefruit. Hmm. What's it do? Uh, let's see. Let's look it up. This is let's, this. Oh, it's. Uh, I think it it messes with your thyroid. Well, that doesn't sound healthy. Researchers taking the drug with juice caused its test subjects to absorb only about one third as much of the drug as when taking it with water. Oh, oh, oh okay. So it doesn't. It's not harmful. So that this commercial makes it sound harmful when all it does is it attenuates the potency of the drug. It makes it sound. <laughs> wow. Makes it sound like you're going to kill yourself. Oh man! Don't take it with that one. No. Your throat will swell up. You will not be able to breathe. Wow, that's funny. Of course, we. I suppose we could anticipate this. You can't take it. <laughs> so uh, someone sent me a, a note the other day and said, why do people take it when they hear all the, uh, why do people take these drugs when you hear all of the side effects? I said, you know, we deconstructed this many times on the show. Time to bring it up again. That actually encourages people to take it. This is why the really big letters smoking kills on the cigarette packages. It actually somehow in the human brain, it's like, hey, 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 I got to take that. I can defy death. Yeah, it's like the apple thing. You know, I got to take that apple. Even though the serpent said not to. And, and it, it, it just works. Don't question the science of it all. Because that's what it is. Science! 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 Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. They'd, be, they'd read real fast. But they don't. They want to accentuate everything because people apparently love it. So let me just read you this. This doesn't mean you should avoid juice all day. Just give the Allegra enough time to get into your system. You can drink all the orange juice you want. How much time is that? Four hours. Well, this is interesting because this could start. This is like, hey man, you shouldn't be taking that because you know that could cause anal leakage. <laughs> That'll be funny <laughs> if people start. That's what I was thinking when I heard this commercial. The first thing you could do is you can start because you know all these uh, these, these you know Lipitor and all these different kinds of uh, they could cause anal, anal leakage. They all have slightly different contraindications. <laughs> Just enough so that you could have exactly that commercial, which I would expect. Oh, man, you better wear Pampers if you're going to take that stuff. <laughs> yeah, because you're annually. I have, gonna a, be- I have a commercial, which is a a long commercial, and uh, it's actually from CNN. It's not really, uh, it's not billed as a commercial, but it's a commercial. And I, I and I, I was just so blown away, because, of course, a lot of, uh, well, you know what, we might as well just, uh, uh, where is it? Uh... How come I can't find? Oh, maybe I'll we'll play this. For All a aboard! Trains good, planes bad. Woohoo! Every single day in the news, you know, we've got states not want to take the high speed rail money. States that do want to take the high speed rail money. We got Atlas Shrug coming out, which will be all about high speed rail, of course. Uh, so, uh, what do you got to do? What what's what's a Hill and Knowlton to do when when you've got to convince the stupid slaves to go tell their representatives to get trains? What are you going to do, John? What are you going to do? Uh, well, you have a plane crash, but they can't seem to do that. So, or, uh, or you could just do a comparison between trains and planes. No, a comparison would be good. Yeah. Well, but see, wait, 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 stop. Mm. That can't work because 
everybody, I mean, planes are more modern. They're the future. <laughs> they're the way to go. And trains are really 17th, 16th, 17th, I guess 18th century, 19th century technology, old funky things that are great for moving, you know, huge amounts of 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 traffic of, of cargo, but they're not for moving people. They're they're idiotic actually at this point in history. Well, you are one silly slave, my friend John C. Dvorak. Huh? You have no idea how efficient and comfortable and great and slow trains are compared to planes. Riding the rails or flying the skies. Woo! This is not a race, but a test in satisfaction. We're taking a day. So right off the bat, this is not a race. It's a test in satisfaction. Ah. From Washington, D.C. to New York City. And the good thing about the Northeast Corridor is that travelers can either take the train or the plane to get there. And on this leg, we're taking the Amtrak Excella. And by the way, uh, note in this, she's not showing any of the bull crap of getting to the train station, finding a place to park, or the cost of the taxi, or what, however you're getting. None of that. We just step onto the train as if we've transported, teleported magically from our home. With a ticket to ride, get on board and choose your seat. There's a cafe car if you're hungry, free Wi-Fi if you need it, and a quiet car for some peace. Why do you choose the train rather than the plane? Uh, the first year I moved to D.C. from New York City, I did the plane, and I ended up on the tarmac for hours on end. Um, oh! I like the fact <laughs> that better. Um, the trains aren't late. Um, the trains aren't late. They're dependable. While traveling what? by train... Yeah, they're dependable. They're dependable. Shut It takes longer. Passengers say they don't want to pay more taxes to create high-speed rail. Travelers say the benefits of riding versus flying are enough. It's cheaper, but it's a lot more convenient. I can arrive at the station five minutes before the train arrives instead of an hour or hour and a half earlier. Many train riders say they like how comfortable the ride is, how big the seats are. She has measuring tape. She's measuring the seat now. And in fact, the space they get, there's more than three feet from the seat in front of them. And electronic devices are welcome to stay on. Welcome! You can walk around or not. Just remember your stop. All right, here's our final destination. Just under three hours later, and we're here in the Big Apple. All right, three hours, but it was so comfortable. Yeah, and it was from Penn Station to Grand Central. Now let's go back. I'm here at LaGuardia Airport, and we're going to go from New York back to the nation's capital. I'll be flying on a Delta shuttle, and now it's time to go through security. Oh, well, you, you forgot all the security at the uh, train. When you got off the train, didn't, wasn't the Viper team there to slow you down? Here, there's a dedicated security line for the shorter commuter flights. But still, those shoes have to come off. <laughs> uh, it's really quick, really convenient. Um, no complaints. Unlike most flights, arrive early or late, changing your shuttle flight is free of charge. But frequent flyers say there is some unpredictability. It's uh, tremendously variable based on the weather, uh, based on the traffic. This guy, by the way, looks like her colleague at the PR company. This guy is like totally, he's like a total PR douchebag. Um, and just about any other factor that it can take from anywhere between an hour to three hours. Once we close the main cabin door, it'll be time to turn off and stow all portable electronic devices. What are you going to do if you have an important phone call? You can't get it while you're Oh, no! What are you going to do? Uh, sometimes that's an advantage uh, to be out of touch for a little bit. But um, that is one of the downsides of flying. It's your me time. It's my me time. <laughs> yes. On flights, there are more restrictions, smaller <laughs> luggage bins. Did she just giggle? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Giggled. Yeah. Well, right she, in the middle of the piece, uh, the, uh, the package, she giggled. Yeah. She's getting paid for this. Arrower seats. Wow. Uh, and she's measuring the seats. The little perk on this short flight, free beer. <laughs> we landed here in Washington, D.C. just an hour and 15 minutes since takeoff. So ride or fly, it all may come down to the distance. And if you even have an option. Sandra Endo, CNN, Washington. All right. Sandra Endo's F you. Shill. How did she get this pass? I'm like, I got a great idea. I have this amazing idea. Um, I'd like to do a piece where I compare uh, fl- trains to planes. This is really good. Oh, and by the way, um, I think the uh, U.S. High Speed Rail Association will buy some airtime if we do this piece. This piece with some me time. This is news. Uh, I think that's the clip of the day. It's uh, it's so. And meanwhile, here's what happens with your trains. Gitmo Nation East. Uh, the report actually says Southwest Trains. I used to take these. Stands accused of attempting to provide more seating on its service between London and Portsmouth. By Portsmouth, a huge place, very important uh, train line. This by simply reducing the width of seats to such a degree they're only suitable for commuters without elbows. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no it's like they're, they're just squishing it's like sardines it'll be like Japan which is what the future is if we keep at this pace unbelievable unbelievable yeah that piece was uh, yeah I just, it good. just blew me if you want to see it you can find noagendashow.com at the, uh, in the show notes and that uh, you know, I got a lot of notes as well from people who loved my Farrakhan clip from last week, and actually said I'm donating because of it. That's neither here nor there. Um, but that clip was removed from YouTube for being oh. for being a scam. The YouTube page says this video has been removed because it was probably a scam. What? Yeah, <laughs> a scam. Yeah, the video. By been, the way, <laughs> been by the way, uh, although it was an edited down version, which is what I was recommending, not that I didn't like the clip. Uh, everybody on all the right-wing talk show uh, ran that clip on Monday, which oh. was, of course, uh, after our over, show. It was Monday afternoon, which was over 24 hours after we had discovered it. Right. Of course. And, and I, they, thought, they all thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was good. It was now, good. I have an end-of-show clip that we can either play now or we can play at the end of show. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it at the end of the show. What, just tell me what it is. I'll cue it up. It's the uh, well. I don't have my list up, but it's the it's the it's the. Uh, I'll tell you who it is. It's probably on the clip there. It's uh, Daniel Hannan uh, from the EU. He's one of the EU Parliament members and oh, a conservative. Yeah, Britain and the EU is the clip, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. he uh, of course does. He's not quite as uh, he's not Nigel Farage, but he's uh, he's it just is a classic. I think it's it's a port it's a portent for what's gonna what the e or what Britain's starting to think they want to get out of the of EU the, yeah. of the EU. He talks about this. They want to get out mm-hmm. and they want to reestablish a kind of a a mutual some sort of an arrangement with Canada, the United States, Australia, and New Zealand as some sort of the, not 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 if the old Commonwealth by any means, but some sort of a some sort of a group of English speaking like minded people. That can do better work if we're working with each other rather than with the EU, who he condemns. Nah, sounds like an end of show clip for sure. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. why I yeah. said it was an end of show clip. Um, March seventeenth, First Lady Michelle Obama 
along with school children from Bancroft and Tubman Elementary Schools, joined forces for the third planting season of the White House Kitchen Garden yesterday. Mm. And uh, this was uh, a nice uh, news event. And uh, family members and others need to know what you are learning, emphasized the First Lady. We want you to pass this information on, especially go home and get your parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles to cook some vegetables and make sure you're trying new things. A lot of times they won't try to cook new things because you won't eat them. Asked if the garden, now in its third season, would be certified organic, a spokesperson said, uh, no, we're not going to go there. Why? <laughs> because you can't get your garden certified organic anymore because of the Codex Alimentarius. It's impossible. But to actually say, uh, no, we're not going to go there. No, we really don't want to go there. Because no one can get it certified organic. Because, you know, it's probably Monsanto, you know, whenever Ted Rumsfeld comes to visit, Monsanto seeds are falling out of his hair and contaminating the White House kitchen garden. We're not going to go there. actually said that? Yeah. We, no. It says a spokesperson. Spokes uh, hole. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, we don't know. And uh, I don't know if this is new news or old news. I thought I had heard this before. Uh, oh, it is old news. Oh, crap. Monsanto confirming they uh, don't have any uh, ge- genetically modified food in their uh, uh, company uh, cafeteria. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a little n- a notice uh, advising customers, as far as practical, GM soya and maize has been removed from all food products served in our restaurant. We have taken steps to ensure that you, our visitor, can feel confident in the food we serve. They're taking out all their own crap. Well, they don't want to kill their old people. <laughs> oh, the good little uh, Monsanto. Monsanto for that, everybody. Good job, guys. You kill me. Funny. Uh, in the demon drink category, uh, I'm sure everyone's heard about this one that... Uh, I guess, is it Mothers Against d- Drunk Driving? Or who the hell is now saying we have to take out all uh, iPhone apps out of the App Store that alert drivers to uh, DUI checkpoints? Oh, that was three uh, Congress people, Chuck Schumer being one of them. Oh, yeah. And I wrote a column on this in PCMag.com. What was the gist con- of your column? I'd love to Condemning know. these four idiots because they, uh, they're trying... What I... I think it's actually it as, proven that when people know about checkpoints, they actually drive safer. Yeah, there's. I, 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 I said that's important. Also, not everybody wants to know about checkpoints because they're drunk, because they don't want to sit in a line and go through a checkpoint and being treated like a, a criminal. <laughs> yeah. They're nice to avoid. And, why, and then if you want to go, if you want to take this to the next level, which is what I think they're trying to do here, which is interfere, government interference with the actual commerce mm-hmm. by buttoning in on, on apps, I think that what, what do they do about the, the apps that show you where the speed traps are? Oh, Speeding kills more people than drunk drivers do. It's next. That's next. What are you talking about? That's next. Yeah. It's on the list. Duh. So these four creeps, these four, uh, I mean, it's it's Reed, it's actually senators. It's Harry it's Reed, Reed, Schumer, Schumer Lautenberg, and Udall. Yeah, and Udall. And these guys should be voted out of office. They're just trying to, this is the same thing as the, the FCC is trying to horn in on the internet. And now these guys are trying, they want the government to, to be able to approve apps. Yeah. That's the what we don't need. Yeah, this is not a this is not a good development. Go Android no. is what I say. Go Android. You can circumvent every single store. 
Yeah, you don't have you don't have them strong arming Apple. You know Apple's going to pull it because they're they'll knuckle under. Yeah, well, they also pulled the 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 gay app. What was the that? The gay app. Yeah, the, the change you from gay to straight app. <laughs> yeah, which is a cool app, by the way. I mean, it, it's really working for me. <laughs> I've gone from bi curious to bi curial. The thing was done for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> A couple of magic numbers here. Um, let's see. We have uh, mem- uh, numbers from the Federal Reserve. I wonder if you touch. By the way, they have to disclose. They have five days or four days now to disclose all the banks they gave all that money to. Yeah. You watch. In four days from now, something big's going to happen. Something really, really big. Oh, to talk- keep the, so we to cover it up. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, Stay away from everything. Wait. Let's make that up. Put it in the prediction. Put it on the list. list. Have, What's, so it'll be the in other words days. Monday or be, next Thursday show we'll know. Yeah, the, there's going to be some huge event, you know, and and maybe they popped Elizabeth Taylor too soon. Maybe they, they should have held on. Yeah, I, I mean, and I I feel bad saying this, but uh, and, and well, you should. But it was a huge distraction. Let's be honest. Oh, that's all. I was watching the trying to get some clips yesterday, and it was just you know it was all you know distraction. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, and. and and by the way, everyone's like, such a sad event. No, I'm like, you know, she had a great life. Um, she's a beautiful woman, fantastic. She lived life to the max. And uh, she, was in, she was messed up. I think she was that time happy to go. I can only imagine that she's just, you know, she didn't want to live like that. No, oh, if you saw the pictures of her in the Inquirer. No, with tragic. Recent pictures. Yeah, and, then, and, they're, and they're releasing pictures. I'm so happy for all these retrospectives. It is good. Uh, and I hope some of the younger kids can actually remember, you know, but then it's like, oh, you know, the Kim Kardashian of her day. Oh, excuse me. I now have to puke. What? <laughs> That's a good Please? one. Please. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian of her day. Give me a break. <laughs> she actually worked for a living. Operating expenses for the Fed and its 12 regional banks. My mom, by the way, loved Elizabeth Taylor. She, uh, I think all women of my mom's age were just crazy about her. Yeah, I hope they're having a scotch up there. Uh, 12 regional banks rose five, uh, 5.07 billion from 4.98 billion. That includes 100, uh, 100 billion for Board of Governors. Op- what? $100 billion for Board of Governors operating expenses. <laughs> How big is this Board of Governors? How much? <laughs> I'm just, I can't, I, I miss this. The operating expenses for the Fed and its 12 regional banks rose uh, to $5 billion. That includes $1 billion for Board of Governors operating expenses. What do these guys do? How, how many? Were there, are there thousands of these people? <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's some hookers and blow right there, buddy. Anyway, so that's up from $888 million. And then here it comes. $33 million for the new Bureau of Consumer Financial Protection. What does that tell you? <laughs> Hey, consumers, 33, <laughs> you're going to get screwed. You ain't going to get nothing. Consumer protection. And uh, 33 countries will participate Wednesday in the Caribbean region's first full-scale tsunami warning exercise called Carib Wave 11. My goodness, it doesn't get any better than that. You've got 33 countries in Carib Wave 11 and Oceans <laughs> 15. I mean, please. You, to, to stop it. You're just throwing it in my face now. Right? <laughs> when they do this stuff, it's sad. But luckily, 
Canadian pop sensation Justin Bieber, and Irish rockers U2 will be amongst the artists featured on a digital-only album being rushed out by Universal Music to raise funds for Japan's earthquake and tsunami victims. Also confirmed, Rihanna, Bon Jovi, and Nicki Minaj. So I think uh, we still might have uh, a telethon uh, in our future. If Gaga comes in, she's also on Universal. So if Gaga will come in, then I think uh, I think it'll happen. Well, well, if Gaga comes in, the, yeah, then, absolutely. Then, we, then, we've, then we've got a show. Then, we'll see. Then we're good to go. And then uh, this is just a little uh, little ditty here. I love comparing industries one to another. Um, the entire uh, annual market for uh, Viagra is $2 billion. Uh, medical marijuana is $1.7 billion. And I think it does the same thing. Hmm. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, interesting find. If it's really, if it's true, and I'm sure it's from some study, but, because uh, that's how news is made. But I just thought it was kind of interesting. I like that. And uh, I think that's it, John. You got anything? Uh, what's this? Uh, you got a Napolitano clip. I, if, if we could leave on a on a Lucy high, that would be great. Well, no, it's not Lucy Napol. It's Judge. Oh, that's no good. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Lucy. Well, it's a guy ranting on Hillary. He's got a guest on. Yeah. And uh, just to wrap it up with some Hillary stuff, we could do it's, that. It's a, some anti-Hillary screed from Doug Schoen, I guess is who it is. Uh, it's kind of interesting. You can play it until you get bored of it. And uh, I also have the Obama rationale for something or other, which I thought was kind of amusing. Well, let's let's do something amusing. I just want one last. Clip well, I to think get Obama uh, mumbling and about stuff is kind of funny. Okay, let's listen to that then. Here we go. We will continue to support the efforts to protect the Libyan people, but we will not be in the lead. That's what the transition. Uh, that I discussed uh, has always been designed to do. When this transition takes place, it is not going to be our planes that are maintaining the no-fly zone. Uh, it is not going to be uh, our ships that are necessarily involved in enforcing the <laughs> arms embargo. That's precisely uh. what the other coalition partners uh, are going to do. And that's why building this international coalition has been so important, because it means that the United States is not bearing all the costs. Did uh, confirm today that more than 54 okay, 18 fighter jets no. are spending about oh. as much as 20 and ready <laughs> to guy. As, It's the same guy. See, I even tricked you. It's the same guy. Yeah, Res, you're right. Resne, uh, you tricked me. Uh, so when it was... So we'll finish the show up with the Britain clip so people should stand by at the end, and uh, which, which is a, a guy, a, a conservative from England, kind of, and he's in Aspen at some meeting they're having uh, where the British are kind of deconstructing our our situation in the United States, and but essentially they're there to whine about the EU and what they really like to see, and I think it's kind of an interesting... Uh, I think it's interesting because I think it, I think they're they're thinking along the lines that this guy's thinking, uh, at least in the Conservative Party uh, of the UK. And uh, after that, uh, Mr. Oil's crude show on uh, NoAgendaStream.com. For those of you listening, remember we've got NoAgendaNewsNetwork.com rocking out there. 
Um, and uh, some upgrades coming to that again in the next uh, week or two. But already a lot of producers signed on and helping out. That's highly appreciated. Uh, stay tuned for all of that. And remember to help us out. Vorak.org slash N-A. Coming to you for and, good Monday. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And don't forget to, to check your email boxes and right. go into your spam filters and pull that email that we sent out about the 300 Club. Here at the Crackpot uh, Command Center in uh, the Watchtower thingy. In my in my tent, <laughs> in my tent in the rain. I'm Adam Curry, and and curiously, the rain has now ceased after the. I mean, I'm basically barely here the show because of this pounding rain here in northern Silicon Valley where it's it's wet. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Sunday for early morning service right here on No Agenda. In the UK, you've just had a, a conservative government. Where are you going with that? Uh, are you going to get less um, Europe, less welfare state? Well, we are making some sensible welfare reforms. That's probably the single best thing that the new government is doing. But the government has run up again and again against the reality of its EU treaty obligations. It finds that even the smallest domestic reforms turn out to be against some EU directive or other. So last week, David Cameron had this big idea. His, the one thing he says he wants to be remembered for, which he calls the big society. And it'll be, it'll be familiar uh, in its theory to an audience like this, if not in its specifics. Uh, his idea is that there is a, a space between the state and the individual, the, the sphere of civic society and churches and charities and so on, and that they should be doing loads of the things that the government is currently doing, right? Brilliant idea. We would all agree with that, conservative, libertarian. We'd, we'd all make common calls on that one, right? He was going to fund the transition to this big society by using the money that has, le- has gone unclaimed in bank accounts for, I think it's 25 years or something. In other words, it's forgotten, that's just sitting there, and that currently isn't doing anything. The day before he announced the policy, he was told that that was against EU law. Now, my point is not that you should or shouldn't be able to access defunct bank accounts. It's... What the devil does this have to do with the European Union? How did that become a cross-border issue? And this is what we've come up against again and again. I mean, I discovered the other day that I am obliged by EU law to keep my children in car seats when I drive them around until they reach the age of 12. I had been uh, looking forward to discarding the wretched yogurt-encrusted blobs at a much earlier stage than that. I, um, I speak, obviously, of the car seats, not of the children. Um, Now, some of you might think that makes me a very irresponsible dad. But the point is, whichever side of that you're on, how did it ever become an international question that the EU had to decide on and then impose uniformly on half a billion people? That's the kind of issue here that your state legislators would decide on, not even your federal ones. And yet in Europe, it's decided at international level. And that's the basic problem. More than 80% of our laws are coming from Brussels from people that nobody has voted for. This is the opposite of your system. Your constitution was based around the dispersal of power, the freedom of the citizen, the maximization of democracy. The EU was based line one of clause one of the opening treaty of of Rome on the ever closer union, i.e. on the centralization of power. And from that basic design flaw flow all of the problems. I look forward to the day when the United Kingdom becomes an independent country when we have a vote on this, we vote, as I'm confident that my countrymen will, to re-establish their sovereignty. And I look forward to our forming a closer, non-governmental, but genuine and organic union with the other English-speaking peoples. Because when we have looked at... Uh, 
When we've looked at the greatest threats to freedom over the last few hundred years, and we look at who defends them, it's the same countries whose names keep coming up again and again. United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. And that, to me, that is a, a genuine uh, union based on speech, on law, on history, uh, and on affinity of values, not on governments or treaties or trade. I think we would be a much happier people if we rediscovered our global vocation and our ancient friendship with you. Let me emphasize that we uh, anticipate this transition to take place in a matter of days and not a matter of weeks. Detective Dookie. Detective Dookie. Poop Police. SPU Special Poopers Unit. Dvorak.org slash N-A